0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Know no
1: me, you know no me, you know
2: it's the week of Friday, April 20th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Brightpeak, our partners in bringing you the new love and money section at relevantmagazine.com. We're teaming up with Brightpeak throughout 2018 to bring you articles, videos, and a new podcast and more, all with the intention of helping you build a better relationship with money while also strengthening your relationship with your significant other. You're probably not surprised to hear that a quarter of millennials say anxiety related to financial stress has made them physically sick. Or that two-thirds of college graduate millennials carry more than $27,000 in student loan debt? Well, Chandler, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> he got a job. <laughs> no, he did it right. He skipped college, got a job That's anyway. Right. That's no right.
0: Yeah. Tune, yeah, in, and did that tune right. in, turn on, and drop out. That's what and I'm saying. He's a homeowner. <laughs> I, Chandler literally has like. He's cracked the code. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's cracked the code. This is a little behind the curtain for people. Like, Chandler and I, I we talk all the time related to podcast stuff. Uh, uh, and he, in you route. know, is telling me, he's giving me <laughs> updates. He's got like general contractors at his house. Yeah. Chandler is. Oh. is, is he put in new floors. I did. Yeah. Renovation. He's now, more I, of an adult than I am. Now, I think. And, I, and I will
3: say this then about Chandler, and then we'll get back to Bright Peak because I got to feel like none of this is advice to they'd give. The guy's wearing one of nine articles of clothing I ever see him in, and he's drinking a 7-Eleven coffee.
4: So maybe hey, there's something You own one shirt, Eddie. You Eddie, own one frugal. shirt.
3: I own Yes, that's right. But right, that's, that's right. True. But that's why I'm yeah, filthy rich to be
5: talking at the moment. I got more money yeah, I know right. what
3: to do with at this point. I got jet skis <laughs> everywhere. Bright Peak Financial. Go for it.
1: <laughs>
2: Bright Peak is passionate about helping couples reach their financial goals and pay down debt together. If you're looking to lower your balance but don't have the time or bandwidth to earn extra income, you should check out the Hack Your Debt Challenge, which is a five-day email challenge that helps you find extra money to put towards your debt. You can sign up for the challenge at brightpeak.com slash hackyourdebt.
0: Can, can, can I say one more? Oh, no, just, hold, on, hold on, Eddie. Okay, before no, please, you, before you say whatever ridiculous thing <laughs> you're going to say that leaves your mouth, let me just plug one more thing <laughs> oh, of, oh, yeah. related <laughs> to Bright Peak. I, we, you know, the, the Love and Money podcast, people need to go download it. We recently had... I like that uh, show. Rich think, and Don Wilkerson were yeah. our guests. Yeah. Um, Heavy hitters. Yo, heavy hitter. You know, bit, you know they're Kanye's pastor. New
4: parents. They just had a baby. Yeah, they
0: just had a baby. You know, you're getting relationship advice from the man who officiated the wedding of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. You yeah. know, they they got a reality show. I will say this: I was super. <laughs> right. sure. I already I already think very highly of them. I already think very highly of them. Yeah. I was super impressed by the relationship advice they gave during that episode, and yes. they navigated a, a very contentious couples' court where we had a live. <laughs> Couple in the studio uh, having a spending issue, and I feel like they navigated pretty well. Yeah. Chandler, did you feel like that was one of our, our our favorite episodes that we've done? I feel like every episode is is the the new best one. Yeah, like yeah. that's, wow. that's 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 wow. the goal yeah. But, yeah. but if, if you were to start one. if you were to jump in midstream yeah. i'm that's not true. saying that's before start you start with, at the beginning. Sure. Start the beginning start with the rich uh wilkerson and don Cherry wilkerson episode Absolutely. it's it's really the good of the love and money podcast all right well like i said i'm your host cameron here with me in our
2: orlando studios eddie big cat coffolds mm, amen yes over there i hated
1: that i eating a
2: donut over there on the ones <laughs> and twos <laughs> our illustrious producer my brother chandler strang well on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> the, the Tundra. Under. Author, speaker, podcaster, <laughs> Annie F. Downs.
4: Good morning, gents.
3: Yes,
2: Annie. Is it, is it chilly there?
4: It's so cold here, but it's not in Orlando, and I'll be there next week. Hola.
3: Uh, we look yeah. forward to
2: seeing you. Yeah. Next week, if you missed the announcement, Man. buried about an hour in on last week's show, next Week is our 600th episode of The Relevant Podcast. We've been doing this thing since 2005, 600 episodes. We're celebrating it by recording a live episode. Uh, that sounds kind of uh, not exciting, except you can come. You can join us. Uh, we are going to be recording live at 1130 a.m. at the... Uh, Relevant Studios uh, in downtown Orlando. If you want to get information uh, to come, it's online now, relevantmagazine.com. The podcast section has all the info about the event you can RSVP there. It's free. There's no ticket charge. Uh, It's just at our offices, so don't be expecting a big theater like our 10-year anniversary thing. It's not a massive production like that. It's just uh, us hanging out with our friends, and if you want to come hang out with us, come. Uh, John Mark McMillan will be our guest in studio that day, and it's going to be a lot of fun. 11.30 a.m. next Friday. If you can't come, it will be streamed live on Facebook, and then the entire show unedited will be put on YouTube and uh, put on the podcast feeds that evening.
4: And you said it won't be that exciting to listen or to watch but i actually feel like it i mean it's gonna be like like when you watch bumper cars yeah and you're like i think this is gonna be really fun the other option is someone's gonna get really hurt and that's exactly what they have to look forward to next (laughs) week i have seen
3: many podcasts live and they just do the podcast it's very entertaining i i think it will be fun i know that we haven't done this yet but i think you'll like it
0: Uh, well here's the thing there needs to be an element of danger like the thing about watching anything in the same room Anything that unfolds live, right? Yeah. The reason, part of the reason you're watching it live is for something to go horribly wrong. the train wreck. So, yeah. yes. In, I will have on my persons throwing knives. I will have some light pyrotechnics that if the show gets boring at any point live, I will randomly start throwing knives and setting off pyrotechnics. That is my guarantee to you that something interesting will happen. So, please watch.
3: Now, yes, now it's going to be. How are you feeling about this? I'm
2: feeling fine, but like yet again, once we start talking about a live show, where does Jesse go? Because this happened with our 10 year anniversary, big production. We were going to bring you know, slices to the live show. Right. When we all understand that this is an audio medium, audio medium. And Jesse thinks, Oh, there's people in the room. I'm going to do my slice, slice exclusively for them to see. Yes. Hey. And so he what? brought wow. killed in the he, room, in the it room. Killed. He brought <laughs> clips of like people falling things that you Cassie. cannot hear. And so we were playing on these clips. So now think about what he just said about the live, the live taping next week. No, no. He's going to bring pyrotechnics
0: and things that are visual. <laughs> the, it, be, all visual. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> man... <laughs> Listen, you guys are, are playing checkers. I'm sitting here on a chessboard. okay? Just, oh. I'm not going to dumb down my material for audio listeners. If yeah. they want the full experience, hey. we oh told gosh. them where they can watch it.
2: 35 people in the room will yeah. get the full Jesse Carey content <laughs> Is experience. Is that it? Like, Is it
4: just the first 35 who show no, up that can no. fit? No. no, I don't know. I
2: Who knows? Honestly, based on the RSVPs, uh, we'll we'll figure out where we're going to go. We might tape it out in the big open area in our new office. Um, it, honestly, we have Ooh, a glass got wall that and we could have people going, you know, we could fit a few hundred if we needed to, but, yeah. um, okay. but if ask- only like 20 show up, that's great. We'll just keep it yeah. back yeah, in the studio. Let, let me, yeah.
3: a- let me ask you a question because I don't want to get too in my head about this. So, I just, next week, I just do what I do this week. Just every, like every week. Just yeah. bring a slice. Just be You're normal. Gonna have well, to to kind of listen,
2: if you, if you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I if it you not. learn from the best, <laughs> what you do is you bring visual clips with yeah. no sound.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's what, that's what you, you They have yeah. a sound camera sound effects, and they were
3: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but in fairness to Jesse, and as much as he is my mortal enemy, he is also a person whom I love a lot. Him getting on stage at the end and singing that song oh, was yeah. uh, really. He, this was this was I the left year.
0: It, hey, here is the thing. You can you can say what you want about the live show. Everyone had a good time, and I left <laughs> it all in the field. Well, okay? So AF- this was this hold was the on, year. AFT is surprised. Well, this was the year that Jesse did the Nickelback challenge, yeah, and he listened
2: yeah. to Nickelback nonstop. And so the big reveal, the big surprise at the end of our live show. We had, I mean, we had like eight hundred people there. It was like it was a big production. Um, the, it was the big reveal that we got Nickelback to come and Nickelback came out. The song started playing. The band came to the stage and it was Nickelback with a K and um, and oh, and and Jesse Carey played the front man and he had yeah. gone backstage and changed yeah. and came out and sang a medley <laughs> Just
3: he he left we, it all, in and the and we played. We played yeah. actual instruments to make this happen. Yeah, there's a live fan. Yeah,
2: we hired a band. Yeah,
3: yeah, and and
4: yeah, we just need to tell people that's not happening next week. Okay. We're just doing a podcast. That's what I'm saying. There's
2: no, don't come with those expectations because no. that show people flew in from Scotland and and yeah. all around the world and all over the country. People no, no, flew no. in from everywhere, and and they they got their money's worth. It was a free show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but this one is just us recording a live podcast, live podcast. with some Facebook live streaming cameras and. Our
4: face it's literally them doing with their eyes what they normally just do with their ears.
0: If if you don't know what to expect, here's how I'm planning it. Think think about being at a live taping of America's Funniest Home Videos. That's basically it. <laughs> Jesse's gonna be hilarious. I was at a wedding recently. <laughs> and and I was... will be Tom Bergeron. <laughs>
3: I was I'll at, be, I'll be Alfonso. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a wedding recently, like just about a month ago, and I was online to get a Diet Coke or whatever. And there was this guy behind me and I was like, "Dude, how do we know each other?" And he was looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, "Did we go to high school together?" And finally he goes, "I figured it out. I was the drummer in the Nickelback band for the 10-year <laughs> show."
1: And I was no like, "What do
3: you think about that?" He's like, "Well, It was a thing. Well, he said, he said, it dawned on me recently that that was the most people I've ever played drums for. And I said exactly (laughs) that. I was like, oh, man. He's like, you know. It was fun. <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing:
0: that guy has has given like hours, countless hours of his life to drumming, and to he craft. just admitted it was the it was the highlight. That it <laughs> no, all worked up to that. Just the
4: biggest m- crowd. He never said highlight. Yeah.
0: Well, just that's a, that's the, that's how uh, I'm. Potato, potato. Can I
3: tell one more thing about that that moment? I, uh, that is my favorite thing of the whole live show. Was standing in the wings waiting to come out, and it's just Jesse and me. And we're not on, you know. There's like no mics on. Yeah, us. I, it's brought, just, well, I brought
2: everybody out one by right. one, so everybody could
3: clap for everyone. No, no, no. This was before I we came that out next thing. So like, okay, this is before we came back out to do the Nickel Creek thing, and it's just Jesse and I sitting there, and he's like, "You're already out there, and stuff's already happening," mm-hmm. and he's got the wig on, and he looks at me earnestly oh. and with no like <laughs> shtick in him, and just goes, "Man." I, man, I'm just not sure this is a good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he is, we're in
3: pretty deep. Right? He, is dren- he is drenched in sweat, just drenched. Oh and I'm like, gosh. man, the music's playing. Like you got to get out there and do it. He's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, what's funny. Yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, what's funny about that
1: night. I mean,
2: this was two years ago. Yeah, so year anniversary. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, looking back at that night, um, th- th- just seeing the di- how the dynamic shifted with a, with the massive crowd in front of us, how I feel, you know, I, I was, Very because it was a live thing, and and normally the safety net of editing lets me kind of be in the moment, kind of like I'm aware where the show is going. I have a rundown in front of me, but like you know, whatever, we'll get it back on track and post if I need to. Live, I'm very aware of the beats of the show and having to keep the thing moving. Right, Mm -hmm. and then Jesse was. I, in my opinion, knowing him for a very long time was not himself. Oh no, no. because <laughs> he knew what was coming at the end of the show. No, and no. That was, it's that hanging just over like, my
0: head, man. Yeah, like I don't, I don't sing. I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> he's not I mean? like he's not fast
2: and loose, Jesse. He's yeah. like, I what am uh, I doing? I do I remember all the words? I can't believe I'm doing this. this is a lot of people, yeah. and uh. so he's he. And then I brought you know silent clips for my slice. What am I doing? You know that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> and uh and then and then eddie who reverted back to like like pastor mode like yeah. eddie realizes jesse's not himself yeah. i'm kind of in my own head a little bit and eddie just takes control of the show yeah. and like made oh it loose gosh. and fun so and charming well, well, well I mean, the, the other thing is
0: like jeremiah was all grouchy because we had an ipad uh, malfunction oh you know? man was he in a mood he was yeah. junky all day Tuck issues yeah
3: <laughs> and then shauna of course is like really Shauna and joy were delightful yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they knew exactly They're, they This is like their thing. So yeah. they were fine. And the rest of us were all playing some sort of alternative universe yeah. version of ourselves. Yeah. yeah.
4: So this sounds nothing like what's happening next week. Yeah.
2: No, no. Mm-hmm. Next week we're, we're going to be in our home, our comfort zone. We'll have our mics in front of us. Chandler you know. and I are
3: going to do a tickle fight. Chandler,
2: <laughs> we do- just to keep things loose. Nope. <laughs> just yeah. me hey, and- hey,
4: can we get, <laughs> can we make Daz do something next week? Can oh, we have a live sure. dazzle? Sure.
2: Is That's he still here? I haven't seen him in weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, does he still work here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He, okay. So next, so we, have hey, a, has to, a meeting. He is an Adonis. We have a me- <laughs> We have a meeting
4: this <laughs> afternoon
2: or tomorrow afternoon, I guess, to plan out the stuff for the live show next week. And so we'll, oh, we'll, we'll make sure we'll come up a good with a good dazzle. Do it.
4: We'll make sure you leave a little slice spot for Ooh. Jesse and I to give you a really good update on Elam College next week, not <gasps> this week, yeah, <gasps> the live week. show.
3: Yeah. And oh, I don't, yeah. can I make a request? Yeah. I don't want to know. Just let me just do yeah. what I do this week. Yeah, yeah, Cause okay. I am always get nervous that I know too much about it.
2: Yeah. No, we keep you in the dark for, on purpose.
3: Yeah. Great. That's all I want to know. I'll show up at, I'll show up at 11. You know, we'll chat with all our friends. We and have then,
2: every time we have a planning meeting, whether it's about the podcast or anything we do as a business, we end the meeting by saying, don't tell Eddie. Yeah, it's yeah. He,
1: he
3: cannot
2: handle the it's truth. Confidential. Yeah,
4: that's actually how we end every phone call too. Yeah. But that's different, right? No, please
3: don't tell Eddie. Yeah, it's, yeah. he's got to go.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I, I just after the podcast last week came out, and you know, again, it was buried deep into it. I started getting tweets about people who are flying in. And, I know, man. Like I'm like, you know, too. you know,
0: y'all have jobs, don't you? I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, don't you need to go to work? I, I think p- we should fly Perry in. My favorite listener Perry of the Ross. week so far. Uh, yeah, my, I would and, like and, to say a master of impressions.
3: <laughs> I would like to say <laughs> he, was. he was great. But I need to. T- I mean, we need to talk about. Well, we'll talk about listener of the week later because Perry, uh Perry would like to now be a recurring guest on uh just on That's the show. That's not what this is. I needed you to say that. Right.
0: I just feel like we're setting up people's uh, expectations. Hey, hey, Eddie! Hey, guys! Uh, I I know this. You know, he's in. <laughs> I, I him
3: I, you know last week during his segment i tried desperately i had to throw my headphones off i couldn't listen yeah, yeah, so yeah. i listened same. back to it because i was like all right now yeah. i'm just in my car yeah i, I couldn't it, it not. was worse because you can hear him better
1: oh i couldn't take a second i stop
2: it.
3: editing i just like
1: <laughs> <brain>.
2: <laughs> oh S- t- sorry to Perry, break, you'll never be on the show again for a second. we no, sure love you no listen costanza taught it or go out on a high note i mean you just gotta you gotta leave on the high note yeah you can't talk i mean you can't top that you can't recreate those moments Away, that's
0: right. Yeah. He said he had a Vince Vaughn impression that he didn't get to. That's all I'm saying. I love Don't his, we all, his, be fair. if you were to say, Hey, what impressions? Like I said, we predicted Christopher Walker, but I would have never predicted, it, yeah, like, that I he also predict- has a Vince Vaughn and a Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I would
2: have predicted a De
0: Niro, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like some of the obvious talking to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: Jesse,
3: wow, <laughs> I thought I, know, I was pretty, watching <laughs> SNL just Annie, now. do you do I any know, impressions? It's pretty, it's pretty, no. Oh, that's my
0: favorite. I don't do
4: a single impression. I think it's the weirdest use of time. But what
1: if you can sound exactly like the person?
0: I I only do two. Uh, One is, um, as you could hear, Robert Neera, the other is a didgeridoo.
4: Yeah. Oh, my God. The stuff that lives in Jesse is just not even
1: (laughs) normal. He's like a Mary Poppins bag
4: of the weirdest stuff.
2: Yeah. No, that's a true. What did
4: Jerry do? Thank you so much. Somehow
2: he's made a career out of and it. And then there's
4: exactly. like... Inside, I'm so
1: impressed. Inside that, that bag, there's the another place. locked
3: bag, and <laughs> I'm telling you, Andy, you do not want to no, go in that. No, no matter how alluring you think it is, don't yeah. you? Here, open the locked bag because I've been there and it's awful.
2: We opened the locked bag one time and then we said, don't tell Eddie. Don't tell Eddie about
1: it. And they said, don't tell Eddie.
3: Because it is finite and it is terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right, moving the show along. And it's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for...
1: In case you missed
2: it. Uh, In case you missed it. This is massive news. And it happened the night before we recorded this podcast. Kendrick Lamar just became the first rapper to win a Pulitzer Prize. Not only that, he became the first musical artist to win the Pulitzer Prize for, for, for music. Yes. The first artist that wasn't jazz or classical. Yes. I mean, we're talking not the Beatles. Yeah. Not, you know, I mean, uh, name all the icons. I mean, Kendrick Lamar, the first non jazz or music or classical artist. And I
3: listened to that album this morning on the way in. I got to say like, Of course. I mean, it's really a special kind of art. I think it's
2: interesting that uh, the Pulitzer recognized this album because, you know, fans and critics would say it's probably not his best album, but yeah. it's probably his most important album. Yeah. Topically. It was news it, basically. Yeah. It well, was, that's yeah. really
4: interesting that you feel that, that it was his, it wasn't his best, but it was the most important.
2: Yeah. It's debated a lot, a lot of critics and fans would say maybe good kid, mad city was his best. Or um, to Pimp
0: a Butterfly. To, to yeah. Pimp a
2: Butterfly. Uh, definitely. A lot of people think is his best. It, it, to Pimp a Butterfly won a ton of best album of the year, you know, list. Uh, but so did this one.
3: You know, yeah, but it's, like, it's,
4: yeah. yeah. So, what determines making it best? If you think this content is the best, well,
3: I think some people sounds? think that it's, it's that the most like radio friendly, yeah, yeah musicality, like, popular, yeah. you know, just well, like you know, singles uh-huh. and toe tappers and you know, yeah. <laughs> toe this, tappers. One, I I this one, was yeah, toe
4: tappers. I'm sure
3: that's how they describe it in the studio. <laughs> Kendrick, you got a real toe tapper here. Let's.
4: Okay. let's I think this
3: one a nod to his career more than necessarily this album in
2: particular. Yeah. yeah.
1: What
3: do you?
2: Well, what's interesting though is like I that the fact that like okay, so five. Finally, some of the big awards are starting to acknowledge hip hop, right? I mean, yeah. finally, they I mean, they have I mean to. the Grammys is always getting it wrong, but like the Kennedy <laughs> honors just did LL Cool J. Uh, Jay-Z became the first hip hop artist to, to um, get put in the Songwriting Hall of Fame. But like, think about it. These are done a decade or two later. They're, yeah. you know, like looking yeah, yeah, back yeah. on the career. These are not artists in their prime. The fact that Kendrick Lamar just won the Pulitzer Prize at his peak is such yeah. an interesting cultural acknowledgement, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see Jay Z on the Letterman interview? Yeah. I watched it, man. He is amazing. I don't know that it was the best Letterman interview. Well, I didn't think Letterman right? was that great, and I did not like the cutaways to the Rick Rubin studio. I know. I'm like, why are we watching this white girl do this white girl yeah, song in the middle just, of? It's not. It wasn't his best one. It wasn't I, his best no, one. But I thought I, Jay Jay-Z Z was great. He's so compelling, and he's so. Like, Jay- he,
2: yeah, I just felt what was frustrating to me watching it is I felt like there was so much more depth uh, that we could have gotten out of Jay Z. Yeah. and Letterman didn't get there.
3: Dave can. Not yes, break isn't that late, yeah. d- Dave cannot break late night hosts. like he's just. You think, okay, there's an option here for a follow-up question or the joke, and he'll take the joke but, every but. time.
2: He did great with uh, President Obama and he did great with George Clooney because, like, I think he has relationships mm-hmm. with them or, you know, longtime admiration. And I felt like he was coming into Jay Z new yeah. and he didn't know the nuance of the journey yeah. as much as he did with the other artists
0: or guests. Yeah. And the
3: whole East Coast, West Coast question, I'm oh, like, no, 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 no. We're no. still talking about no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I like, I have a lot of respect for, for Letterman and I think his show is, like, okay. Like, yeah. But it's kind of, like, breezy. But to be honest, Honest, like on podcasts, have changed the way that I think about interviews. You yeah, know, yeah. For, for so yeah. long it was the talk show format, like it's like an edited sixty minutes, like this, um, uh, like James Comey interview that was on sixty minutes. They recorded yeah. for five hours and edited it down to like forty minutes or whatever. You know, yeah. like the um, when you see someone on a late night show, that's edited. It's pre, you know, they they prep the questions uh you, you know when you, even like sort of these like news magazine type of shows, they come in with a narrative and they try to get that from the interview when you listen to an hour and a half conversation with someone on like Marin or something yeah, yeah. where they're in a garage and right this conversation is going to go anywhere and not a second of it's going to be edited, even if it gets awkward or even like to me, that type of in- intimacy is hard to replicate from someone whose career was built on the late night format, you know? Yeah. We're, uh, but
4: there's nothing that is more like, is, I think because of podcast, Jesse, and because of what we're watching, there's nothing that like makes me hungrier. That's the word that comes to my mind. Then when uh, you're watching an interview and you want that next question, and the person doesn't ask it, yeah, yeah. you know, like when, oh. when you feel this, Like, wait! I thought we were right there. More,
3: yeah. You would gain trust. You would establish credibility. It was right there, and then then you go. So,
2: so West Coast beefs not a thing, right? No, he's leaning forward. He's wanting to give (laughs) you something, and you. Yes, uh,
4: that's the feeling. That's the feeling. I was at an event last week, and someone was being interviewed on stage, and and I was thinking, no, 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 keep going, keep going. You're not doing this. (laughs) You're not doing this Yeah,
0: like like I was I was listening to someone on Marin, and like their phone rang right in the middle, and they they picked up and they were like, no, hey, your your shoes are over, you know, the, <laughs> he was talking to his kid who called him. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. but all that to say is like, that, that no one on a TV show answering their phone and talking to their kid about, right. w- you know, having to meet at soccer practice later, that would never that would never make any other show. But it gave you, it wasn't like an intentional plan thing, but it gave you a sense of a person that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten. And I think that medium is really conducive to that. You know? Yeah.
3: Uh, Casey Affleck, that's who it was. Was. I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, that was yeah. the most normal moment I've seen from that guy.
2: The, yeah. uh, the Pulitzer board wrote about Kendrick's latest album. It's a, quote, virtuosic song collection unified by its vernacular authenticity and rhythmic dynam- dynamism that offers affecting vignettes capturing the complexity of modern African-American life. Wow.
3: That, those are some smart people. Yeah. Did I'm you saying. hear the story about the guy that won uh, for photography from Charlotte? Uh, he he was uh, there shooting the yeah. the, the protest in Charlottesville, yeah. and it was the last photo he took, and he's not even a photographer anymore. He works at a brewery now. Oh. Wow. He was just there, and he just wow. happened to be at the... Got that photo. That place at that the, one. What, the, I guess, the right time, the wrong time, right? But And he just had the instinct to take the picture. He was
2: there for Vice, wasn't he?
3: I think... Think so. it was Vice was yeah. covering it. That's yeah.
2: all the footage and, and stuff we saw was
0: because a mm-hmm. vice crew was there. Yeah, and yeah. he just worked. They the were like profiling him. a yeah. like white supremacist. Yeah. And yeah, you know
4: what also is cool about Kendrick winning is that is that that kind of opens up this conversation for anyone making art that there is there is nothing you can't be recognized for. Yeah, you know? not that that's why you do it, but it's like oh, I could never. Do this, or I can. And you're like, no. I mean, you you never know what's gonna right. what's gonna connect with the people. So make your art and do it well, and see what happens.
3: Yeah, Kendrick's like album just got put on the shelf next to the Washington Post, which is that's like it. That that's it. That's it. Kind of makes sense. It's so interesting. The uh, the album was
2: largely regarded as one of the best of 2017. And yeah. I'll just say this: it, it topped the most prestigious list of be, the year's best albums. It was the top, our relevant magazine's top album of 2017. Yeah. Big. So big. The, I'm relevant not we magazine honors, it. the relevant magazine honors, the Pulitzer follows. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like yeah, that's, yeah. number two, that I believe. That should be was, our
4: new Twitter bio. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, in case you missed it, following Harvey Weinstein, the Screen Actors Guild says that no more meetings should happen in hotel rooms. As oh. part of its revamped sexual conduct policy, high level executives are prohibited from calling for meetings in hotel rooms and similar residences, calling them high risk locations. SAG's president explained to Variety, Uh, Quote, we're committed to addressing the scenario that has allowed predators to exploit performers behind closed doors under the guise of a professional meeting. That's kind of obvious, but good that they're finally calling it out. But but,
3: but hotel they're not saying that hotel rooms are the scenario, right? Like it's, like well, it's the guy being a sexual predator. That's no, they're saying, <laughs> but, but they use
2: that environment to behind closed doors, under the guise of professional meeting, lure them into a, okay. a situation that yeah. is inappropriate. Yeah. Meet in the it, lobby is what they're saying, where they can and open, open yes, up wearing maybe there's a little more safety there open. for the right. situation,
3: right? Okay, predator yeah. or not, you know? Okay, yeah, Good. yeah. I was afraid they were saying that's the problem. I'm like, no, that's a band aid. No, but no, I feel, a I mean, viable yeah, exactly. band
0: aid. Well, I, I don't think they're saying that's a problem. I think they're trying to be proactive and eliminating scenarios where. you know, the problem can become even worse. It's the SAG Billy Graham rule
4: the less uh, meetings in rooms with beds the better it's just a good rule of thumb <laughs> that's right
0: there you go. unless you work for like a mattress company <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you yeah, work for a
4: mattress the company more.
3: you're actually not allowed I don't want to make this joke and I'd like uh, to just censor it and continue on <laughs> uh, that was a good one this is going to be the problem really next good. week
4: is we're not going to know yeah. this you year. said it's
3: unedited yeah, which yeah, is yeah, we're just going to run terrifying. it which is either a great opportunity to just do what we feel yes. like or to destroy my own reputation. I'm gonna fully. have am I'm yeah. gonna have a, a button like a. <laughs> button. That like if I see you going
2: down
0: the wrong train or wrong road, I'm just yeah. going to smash it.
4: I feel like this could be a real sanctifying opportunity for all of us. Ca- yeah. Cameron,
0: you give me the signal and I'll throw down a pyrotechnic smoke grenade <laughs> and everyone will forget the horrible thing. Eddie and said. the
1: people
2: listening will wonder why we just went quiet for a moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because Eddie and Chan Chan it's are tickle fighting. <laughs> oh,
3: again. That is not quiet. I've been there.
2: Uh, hey, in case you missed it, this week Cardi B responded to fans who criticized her for being. Being pregnant and expressed her pro-life perspective. She was interviewed on The Breakfast Club, where else? And the pop star told the host that the pregnancy wasn't planned, but she never wanted to end it. She said, I just didn't want to deal with the whole abortion thing. I didn't want to. She also said that it bothered her that people would criticize her for being pregnant. Uh, she said, it really bothers me and disgusts me because I see a lot of women online like, oh, I feel sorry for you. Oh, your career is over. And I'm just like, why can't I have both? Like as a woman, why can't I have both? Like, why do you have to choose a career or a baby? Why why can't I have both? It's like, why do I have to wait until I'm thirty something to have a kid? I want my kid now. Uh, she's currently <laughs> engaged to Migos I mean, she...
3: Offset. Oh, she is. Yeah, I didn't Offset know that.
2: from the Migos. He flew in on a helicopter. While she was performing a concert at an arena, and 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 landed and and came out on stage
0: and proposed during her show. Wow, yeah. wow.
4: new standard for my story. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I, dude, I appreciated
0: Cardi said. B, like just how um, like transparent and kind of forthright she was about this topic, and just you know, kind of pointing to like. An unfair double standard sometimes there is in culture when it comes to having kids and thinking about career. And she wasn't afraid to talk about it. And, too, the kid has the coolest parents in the world. One of them's Cardi Seriously. B and one of them's Amigos. That is, I think that's even cooler. To me, that's even more cred than Jay-Z and Beyonce's kid. Yeah. is. you got one really? Amigos and one is Cardi oh, yeah. B. A lot oh, more yeah. cred. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean in the current culture climate, yes.
2: Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Thirty years looking
3: back. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. even just on a very practical level how anyone could say that having a kid's gonna ruin their career. Like most of the most famous women in the world well, like,
2: like Cardi's moment is right now and then and, and and you know, she's not Beyoncé. She can't go away for two years or a year and then reemerge. Cardi B, you know, look at look at a lot of female rappers up until Cardi B yeah. They have their moment. You yeah. know, and then like once that is over, you it's can say over. Rappers in general, too. Yeah, yeah that's I true. Know. And so, Artists like, in general, so yeah. the ruining the career thing is like, if you're pregnant right now, this summer, you need to be headlining festivals, and if you don't, if you're not able to seize that opportunity, like it won't come back around. And so that's why the critics would have said it. Now she proved them wrong this last weekend. She was at Coachella and she was doing main stage at- SNL. Yeah, performing. Like, yeah. yeah. Very right. pregnant yeah. and like like rocking it with the full
3: Cardi B huge production, you know. Yeah. So yeah, proving him I wrong. was watching. There's a sixty minute story on this about how you know unequal pay in the workplace and how there's just this. On this, Sunday night, I watched that yeah, too. It was such an interesting story. about Salesforce, it, thing. right, right, <laughs> and there's just such an assumed bias that you know, like like as if Cardi B can't do her job because she's pregnant and going to have a kid. It's like, maybe we just trust her to figure it out. Like it's probably not the most convenient situation for her, but she'll, she'll figure it out. She's going to,
4: she's crazy. If you make good art and you keep making good art, people will stick around. I mean, that's just the science of it. You can stop and have a baby and come back. And if you're still doing good work, people are going to know good work and want to give you a Pulitzer for it. I wouldn't have thought yeah. I would
3: have woken up this morning and, and thought, I'm going to be pretty defensive of Cardi B today on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, and I'm yeah, go for I, it.
4: I do wake up most mornings feeling that. Like, I think I got
3: to speak up for Cardi B. This is what I'm doing today.
4: <laughs>
2: hey, in case you missed it this week, Jane Krakowski said, We may be in for a 30 Rock
3: reboot. I can't handle these stories. She uh, told The
2: so. Hollywood Reporter, There's definitely talk but in conversations uh, about bringing back the original cast for several more episodes. She said that the entire cast still remembers the show fondly. Um, we all say over and over again that working on that show was probably the best experience we've ever, we're ever going to have in our careers as far as creativity goes. We're still so proud of the writing and the great characters. She also said she'd be curious to find out uh, how Jenna Maroney, her her character, has fared since the last season of the show. What I think is interesting about it is... 30 Rock was always the show that never could get the ratings to like every year. It's like, this is gonna be the last season. Oh no, nobody's watching 30 Rock and the critics are like, no, this is a great show (laughs) and it just wasn't popular when it was on and then they're talking about rebooting it. They even got very
3: self-referential about it. They
0: were talking about, yeah, Yeah. go You, You know what would be, I think the most interesting thing about the show coming back if it did come back is how Jack Don... like it let, let's say that it takes place current times right like the, i feel like the delicate thing is Jack Donaghy plays this you know at times problematic um you, you know ideas about different things um but but he's he's very conservative in some ways um politically how they would deal with like the the current political climate from Jack Donaghy's perspective it, the other element that makes that interesting is that obviously Alec Baldwin per, has you know famously portrayed Donald Trump right. on SNL, but it, I don't think Jack Donaghy would be as antagonistic to uh, sure, you know not. some things as, as fiscal, Alec Baldwin is. That would be the most interesting thing, I think.
4: That would be interesting, especially if he was like a pro-Trump kind of guy. I think that'd be really interesting. Oh, he would have to be
0: because he's he's a businessman.
2: Capitalist. And in my heart,
4: Jenna Maroney became, like, she is the woman she was on Kimmy Schmidt. I did graduate her and pretend that was her.
1: (laughs) See, (laughs) in my
2: mind, Jenna Maroney became the the woman we see in the Trop 50 commercials.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, isn't it (laughs) all the same woman, though, actually?
2: It's oh, yeah, fun. that's true.
4: Yeah. Isn't the Top 50 woman still also the one who has that really swanky place in New York on yeah. Kimmy Schmidt? They yeah. keep, uh,
3: uh, every week there's a story like someone from uh, Jim from the office said, "Yeah, we'll do a Christmas one." Or uh, everybody's saying, "I'm, well, I'm waiting for one of these to actually happen."
2: Jesse uh, who pulls together the content for in case you missed it, and he, uh, you know, he bookmarks variety.com. so that's why there's so <laughs> many of these. Oh yeah, articles.
4: <laughs> 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 it's
2: his
0: homepage. Okay, time time. Uh, we're getting hey, Cardi we're, B. We're <laughs> talking <to> the Pulitzers. <laughs> I, I, I've got to throw a sitcom <laughs> reboot in there.
3: Come on, the, the, I'm not I'm saying I'm saying it's giving us b- Variety here, Jesse. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying. I'm waiting for I'm one sorry, of these hey, to I'm pant-
0: sorry okay. for keeping everyone in the know about okay. what's
3: happening <laughs> in culture. <laughs> Just wait a All right,
2: lastly, in case you missed it, we got our Bieber worship update.
3: Justin uh, Bieber. No. Justin we, Bieber oh, no. led
2: a worship service at Coachella.
3: We past have Sunday to morning. talk about Beyonce at Coachella. Oh. That was as good, That's as good as a performer. That, that was like Michael Jackson at the whatever, like whenever we did in the Budapest. moonwalk. No, no. Yes. Whenever he did the moonwalk, oh. I, don't, I don't remember what it was. This is like one of the great performances of all time. Oh yeah. No, We're was talking it, about Beyonce. Yeah. That. It was incredible.
2: The fact that she could get a hundred, you know, dancers to be in perfect like it, it synchronization. An, yeah. I mean the, just the excellence and the perfection of that performance was just,
4: and I am the mind-like. mildest of Beyonce fans like yeah, mildest. I and I was massively impressed. And there was this big uproar <laughs> that she changed nail color in the middle of yes. the set.
3: Black nail polish. That's for impressive. The be- beginning and then white nail polish. It's like a magic trick. Yes, but trick. It,
4: it, it ends up. It, it wasn't that, the white nail polish was the rehearsal. People were just splicing the pictures uh, together. But the idea that someone would change nail color, she could is. That's the highest level of respect would, I can offer listen, is someone who can change their be, nail color in the middle of the show.
2: It would it'd be like stickers. It would just be like... You
0: know? yeah, be, like I
4: am going to try to change my nail color in the middle of the live show next
0: week. <laughs> well done. I've we seen... I've seen the reason I'm not pre-con super pre-con impressed with that is I've seen Quick Change. You may remember them yes. from America's Got Talent or several NBA halftime shows. Yes. Um, once <laughs> you see Quick Change, which is a couple of... Like a life is different. Dance routine.
2: There's a, there's a, it's a BCAD type of moment. Really in your life is. pre... Quick change, Free quick change and the way you see the world post quick
1: change.
0: Yeah. I have no idea yeah. how they throw up this sheet and as it's falling to the ground, they're in totally different outfits. It is <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, for remember. my money, for my money, you can give me Frisbee dogs. You can give me Cirque du Soleil, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's the best halftime entertainment there is because it's, it's baffles the mind yeah. while you're watching it.
3: If you'll remember, that's what we he did on a uh, pop star. On Andy Samberg's character on Popstar, did a quick change, oh, yeah. and did two quick changes, and the last and one didn't work. One
0: ended disaster. Totally
3: naked on stage. <laughs> 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 it was a great joke. <laughs> um, so Justin, okay. Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber.
2: So so I don't know if y'all heard, but uh, the City Church, Judah Smith, the church that Judah Smith pastors in Seattle yeah. and yeah. LA, has changed their name to Church Home. Sure, why not? And church with home, only
4: one H, which is challenging. For one, me. It's
2: one word church home. And uh, Sunday morning, there was a church home event at Coachella. They had a, a church service on Sunday morning. And I think that is the coolest thing ever that a church yeah. had a service at Coachella on Sunday morning. First of all, that's amazing. But um, so Bieber wasn't on the lineup for Coachella. He was just there as a fan. He was just there hanging out with his friends. And then on Sunday morning, he went to the church home service uh, at the festival and led attendees in worship. here's here's a clip So there you go. look at that. bringing Jesus to Coachella.
4: I think that's really cool. Because there's the old school Ixhu stuff that happened in Kentucky where there was, but it was a Christian festival, right? So for it to be like a main, mainstream festival like that, I think that's really
2: cool. I've never heard of a festival. I mean, there's no Sunday morning service at Lollapalooza.
0: I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, I remember like Cornerstone. Yeah, they had them. But it was was like
3: 2,000 people singing As Long As You Love Me Together. It was a really lovely moment. Mm -hmm. That was a Justin Bieber song. Everybody in case you didn't know. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Actually I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You have to look that up. Is that song? what you're doing yeah. on your phone? I was trying to think of a really famous Justin Bieber song in order to make that joke, but it didn't work. But hey, we don't we're not gonna edit the show on Friday. This is it's just, just yeah, this, this is, this is what's what's really good. This is what you get. So bumper cars um, too. I'm terrified.
2: All right, that'll do it for in case you missed
3: it. Stay tuned. What, up next. What would have been the right song Chandler? Places.
2: You're listening to churches. The song is Miracle. Oh, Christian. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard you know. You know. <laughs> you know. With uh no going back. Used to be you know, you owe me dude. It. it was all one word and then shortened it. Oh really? Yeah. It just it Y-N-U-O. Really Y N U O. really Y U N O. Yep. There you go.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, it's time for slices.
0: What do you have, Jesse? Okay, <laughs> I love this story so much. A group of students at the University of Tokyo have uh, launched a startup, um, and and uh, Cameron, had I known about this startup, they were at South by um, uh, during the Tech Week, I would have I would have asked you to make an appearance to check out this product because I don't I don't invest in a lot of things, you know, my, my all my investments are yeah. in, in gold and minerals <laughs> and things like that stuff that. Uh, <laughs> smoke bomb stuff that yeah, doesn't go but yeah pyrotechnics things that minor. you know are going to maintain their value uh, no matter what if yeah you nothing what nothing
2: maintains its value like 40 year old pyrotechnics independent <laughs> criminals
0: I have, I have barrels and barrels of gasoline all throughout my yard um because at some point people are going to need gas buried or not that. is it buried uh, some of them are partly buried.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I, the first time I was burying
0: one, I hit uh, some sort of wire pipe, uh, and so I decided just to halfway do them. Wire so, uh, pipe? gasoline everywhere. Um, Sweet
3: Dana had to pick up another part-time job that she works in the evening just to keep a roof over their head, because this guy can't stop spending Dana, on I've
0: stuff. invested heavily on an above-ground swimming pool full of gasoline. So
1: uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and coming
2: up next on
3: the Love and Money podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> couples court
3: good news bad news i'm pretty close to cracking the code uh bad news
0: <laughs> you wait till this town is a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah. run by road warriors and gangs of gas hungry thieves hey <laughs> ben ben is so, laughing also so happy anniversary i love you watch,
2: uh, i watch the last man on, uh, last man on earth on fox every sunday i mean yeah. you know they get they need gas
4: you're they like go the only in, guy who does that
0: i like it i think yeah. it's a funny show so anyway, is it funny? yeah, it is. It's smart. So, but it's I would have no camera. I would have I would have t- asked you to check out the product by this startup. Uh, like I said, founded by college students, called Lunavity. Lunavity. Um, the name they describes They have it. created. They have created <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs>
3: it's exactly.
0: <laughs> they have created a product that is it, it is very elaborate, very expensive. And extremely pointless, and I love them yeah, for it. No kidding. They, have you seen this, Eddie?
3: <laughs> no, but I. But your description of it is like, oh, that's why it's a slice. Yes. This is.
0: and that's why Jesse
1: loves yeah. yeah. this. He's an eleven-year-old adult oh,
0: man. Oh man, I love this so much. They've created a hover backpack <laughs> with the goal of making the average person able to jump two to three times higher than normal.
1: <laughs> oh wow! No way, man. <laughs> so, so it's this.
0: It's very high-tech. It's very sensitive. You put it on. Yeah. Okay. It it, it looks pretty sleek in the video. So it looks like uh, I'm going to describe it and then I'll describe why they made it. So a a small white backpack that looks like you have a big kind of like ring over your head. But in that are like some sort of like fans that propel you upwards. But again, this isn't like a rocket pack. You can't fly around. You can pretty much jump like you're on the moon anywhere. Um, So they wanted. So don't they have those big bouncy shoes? things that do that 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 look like smiles you know
4: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Oh the, 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 that situation. like that like Beetlejuice wears at Universal yes. you know, yeah. yeah yeah exactly
2: to entertain the crowd. Mm-hmm. We don't need a jetpack. We got the big
0: shoes. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this one, Where you, you kind of float a little bit high. <gasps> you kind of it, like those, you're wow. still grabbing. You oh. Hold on.
2: If you did both, it would be like double bouncing somebody on a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you're shooting in the low atmosphere. Yeah. Gotta tell you, uh, let's, let's
3: not long ago, to try it next week. Lucy, oh. my five year old daughter, and I were on a trampoline and double bounced her. And I gotta tell you, I thought I'd lost her. Happy birthday, Lucy. She was out of here. She came back No, she came back down. I was like stunned like what huh? Huh? and I'm like sorry I, I just I accidentally and she's like okay maybe maybe Lucy jumps alone and then Ted comes on and jumps like, yeah that's probably yeah. wisely
0: you know the risk of double bouncing is you accidentally steal their jump if you mistime it by just a second yeah. and yeah. there's no yeah. worse feeling than your legs just buckling under oh, yeah. you and it's, like, yeah, it's, like, dead, it's jump. like dead handing a person like yeah. giving like oh! a fish hand it's like, it's like, like your whole body just collapses <laughs> it, it, like, yeah. it's, it's right, like right, literally it's it's like from your head to your toe, you you i have been crumpled up like a ball of paper. Just oh, you stole stolen the jump. It's the worst. We had, When a, I was in
2: high school, we had like a youth group home group at my house and we had a trampoline. And it was one of those old school trampolines that didn't have these like, you, you know, wussy like safety nets around them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, and, I know.
4: Or and, built into the ground. And
2: they were kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. no and, and we had it out in this like clearing at the edge of the woods. And we would double bounce kids into the woods.
0: I mean, they would just like oh, yeah. fly out into the darkness. Like it was and, never seen again. He just <laughs> into the trees. I don't but know what we happened. Had,
2: we it. did have a bunch of, uh, of people like kind of come down in the springs, break a leg, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. But we never yeah. like stopped having the trampoline. It's like, no. well, that's your fault. That's nice part you of know? growing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I we had do a, do a friend
4: whose knee, she had braces and we were doing the like crack the egg game. We're in high school, middle school, end of high school. Yeah. We had knee and, braces or, uh,
0: <laughs> or on your teeth?
4: Braces. Uh, she had braces on her teeth oh, okay. and she her knee went into her braces and wouldn't come out.
0: Wait, her, her her knee got stuck to her mouth is what you're
1: saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, so listen,
0: if you didn't have at least one friend who got a compound fracture on a trampoline, I question whether you had a real childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. <laughs>
0: Jesse, so this thing gets you four, what is it? two to f- <laughs> three times the normal jump, which isn't that ambitious for a yeah, problem. I would That's love to see what it. it's like to I jump I love it because inches. they're like, we're going to create something, a <laughs> hover backpack. And they're like, oh, cool. Is it going to drive you around the city? No, we're just going to let you jump two to three times higher. Like, it's like, cool, but doesn't really necessitate a whole startup. I know they had to swindle somebody into funding this thing. And so they're somewhat self-aware about it because people have been asking, well, like, what's a practical use for this? Like, what problem is this device is going to solve so they, they've come up with three scenarios that they're pitching one is obviously you'll be able to dunk a basketball which i feel like everyone's wanted to do um two let's I say know. there's a scenario where you need to water a very tall plant ah. this will let you jump up and do that um and also uh instead of having to wait to cross a busy street if it's narrow enough you could just jump across <laughs> it like you're well, basically you like Mario. Imagine yourself like Super Mario.
3: you don't water Mario. the top
4: of the plant anyway.
3: Yeah, nor would a jump be enough time to water it. It's not like you're just going to like <laughs> pop up there real quick and a little bit of water. And then yeah, down. you got to jump for a minute there. But all you I'm you saying is spritzer, like, like. a little spritz. Yeah. You know what you do for
2: your but like. why are you
4: uh, spritz in the
3: top? Like your bonsai trees.
2: No, you. you, you I bought a little spritzer. Uh, the succulents and stuff. You get a spritz on the top just moisten the the.
3: is the there going to be a stuff. gift table at the live show for people wanting to bring us yeah. offerings yes all right
1: oh yeah kind of like, would like a
3: Luna backpack
1: <laughs> we'll have that we'll, we'll have
3: the Jesse robot greet
2: everybody as they come in <gasps> of course oh, Jesse I wanted will be to see that well well we can like have uh, Tyler Huckabee
3: be on the robot yeah. that day or something you know yeah.
1: oh, a great we'll figure one. it out we should
3: make a Calvin do it but he's like still just in the back studio yeah like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, I've be so been fun. in there for like an hour.
1: <laughs> you feeling all right?
2: All right, what do you have uh Annie?
4: So, here's a thing about me. There is a TV show I absolutely love called Man Versus Food. Do you all know it? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It used yeah. to be with Adam Richman, who I kind of secretly have a crush on just cuz he does the funniest stuff. But the challenge for Man Versus Food is he'll go from restaurant to restaurant and eat their like most their biggest offering, their strangest thing whatever it is. And I saw today that there is this place in North Carolina, this burger joint, that is adding fried tarantulas uh, to the top of their burger.
1: hmm I mean, would
4: y'all ever, would y'all even try that? Would you eat a fried tarantula? I mean, their whole thing is it's Bull City Burger and Brewery, and they were having exotic meat month, okay? So they had alligator, (laughs) alligator, iguana, (laughs) python, bison, turtle, insects, but it was a tarantula challenge. So you got a hamburger, pasture-aged hamburger with guillard cheese, chili sauce, and an oven-roasted tarantula and of course if you finish your plate you get a t-shirt that says you you ate the bull city tarantula but it is so disgusting looking so so is it
2: is it like okay so the legs part I could see being kind of like fry them up kind of like string onion rings or like like uh, you know look at it so we're talking like you got that big uh, body thing. Uh, my uh, thing oh is my. you're probably going to bite into that. It's got a crunchy exterior and it's going to ooze out like a Cadbury Gooey egg. insides. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And,
4: and it's like all candy. hot.
3: Yeah.
0: Too. So uh, I do yeah, have a little all-
3: bit of like, I know it's gross, but why is it any, I have never understand this because I it disgusts me. I would just throw up immediately. Yeah. But why is it any less gross than eating like a crab or anything, yeah. any other which weird a, animal which we is eat. a
0: big spider that lives in the ocean? Which <laughs> by, yeah, by the way, how great was that lobster? sketch on SNL. This
3: it week. was as good. Do you know the history behind yes. that sketch? Yeah.
0: They, didn't he pitch it like eight it, years ago? Yeah, and it was and like
3: a 2010 oh, thing. No John Mulaney. Never, he yeah. Never yeah. John Mulaney. Made,
0: for context, John Mulaney was before he was a you know, big standout, uh, big stand-up star. He was uh, a writer on SNL and he for, came for back. Five in years. Years for yeah. five years. Yeah. For five years. Yeah.
2: He he created a lot of the iconic you know sketches Stephon. during that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So he wrote that yeah. and then the other one, the switcheroo sketch, later on he wrote in 2009 yeah. and got pitched. So this is basically... Uh, can I tell you my other favorite thing about SNL? Yeah. I-, I was in, no big deal, LA last week. No big, <laughs> <It's> Los Angeles. <laughs> and uh, I was at the comedy store and uh, he dropped in. And he did that SNL monologue and he was testing it out. And so there were a couple of jokes that (gasps) you were there. I was there. So he dropped in and did the SNL. So he's like, Hey everybody, sorry to interrupt, but like I'm practicing for SNL. So let's pretend we're at SNL. And he goes, thank you. Thank you. And he did the whole like salt and pepper sketch. And and it was funny because there was a couple that he did that I was like, well, that didn't really quite get the, the applause that he had hoped for. Like there was one about, I'm not going to try to do it, but
0: apparently, uh, apparently his, Workshopping worked, yeah, and so he did it, and he did it.
3: He was like, "Thanks so much, I'll be on SNL. I hope you watch it." Bye. So cool. It was the coolest. So I was watching his monologue. I felt like I was there.
0: But 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 to but to your point to your point before I derailed it. Yeah, I don't see how (laughs) eating a fried tarantula is different than eating a crab or a lobster. They're they're big bugs. (laughs) They're big bugs. The only difference is they live in the ocean and they are not. You know who cares?
4: Wait, here's my question: Have any of y'all done an eating thing like that at a restaurant? Oh, I get. It's a loaded question because I have.
0: When I was in uh, Somalia, I had camel.
3: Oh, but is that like a
4: thing or is that just trying to be,
0: but it wasn't a chat. That was just like a thing on the, I I tried to, I tried a pizza challenge one time and failed miserably and had to pay like 40 bucks for the pizza because the only thing you got is you didn't have to pay for
4: what was the challenge how much pizza
0: i can't remember the size it it was an absurdly large pizza and for some reason i thought it would be easier if it had pepperoni because i really like pepperoni but i didn't (laughs) like think about the fact i'm just adding like a pound of meat to the challenge at that point and i came up woefully (laughs) short what about you, AFD? Have you ever done one?
4: I do. That's why that's one of the reasons I was drawn to this because about ten years ago, before I was allergic to dairy, I at the at a restaurant in North Georgia, I ate Billy's belly bomb, which was like a oh, banana split, but had like five. It
1: was a man named Billy. <laughs> 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 And I was so
4: sick, but I got the t shirt. Oh
1: wow. Ew. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, Are- it was like a full banana split. With so many scoops of, I mean, literally 15 scoops of ice cream and whipped cream and Oof. nuts and all the stuff. And you had to eat the whole thing and proudly, early 20s Annie could do it.
3: <laughs> do you, are, are you actually allergic to it or do you just have lactose yeah, intolerance? No,
4: I'm allergic to it. It makes my face blow up and my throat close. I have an EpiPen. Oh, wow. You guys should know that before we're together oh, next week. Wow. Uh, the only, uh, if you feed the, me dairy. I've only had two.
2: Food related t shirts in my life, free t shirts. Mm-hmm. One I got in high school is from Subway and it said fresh hot buns, and I wore it all the time. Because I thought it was hilarious. It <laughs> is funny. Yeah. And your mom really is very, would very and, funny. And uh, then uh, this year at the Magic Game, I caught an Orlando I caught an Olive Garden t shirt. Oh. It was talking about how mm. they somehow they tied in baskets, like breadstick baskets Fine, to a, whatever. Whatever.
3: Did you give that to Jesse? <laughs> no, <Then we'll
2: laughs>
1: I no but, but I
0: like fresh hot buns. Like yeah, good for somebody. I, I I got a t-shirt cuz I was one time in Georgia and I ate a man named Billy and <laughs> I'm not proud of it. But uh
4: I was very I proud of myself. I had so. that pink t-shirt for a long time and my face is still hanging up in the restaurant.
3: Wow, congratulations. Dear, you, well, is I'm your just fa-
4: a winner you guys. You brought a yeah. winner into the family.
3: Uh all right, what do you have, Eddie? Um so I I was hesitant to do a revelation revelation, though I'm telling you this could, speaking of the 10-year show, fall in underneath that. But uh, I'm going to put this under the file of what could possibly go wrong. It just seems like a totally <laughs> amazing... That's kind of
2: the same theme of, of uh, both of their slices. What could possibly
0: go wrong? What well, could go but, wrong yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, here it is. This, what... this week, our story in three acts. The theme, what could go wrong? Our first story comes from us from the University of Tokyo, where students have asked the question... Can a man jump two to three times as high? Is there <laughs> can you jump <laughs> act one too high. act one of our backpack? And
3: what are we jumping for? Um. <laughs> so act three. Wooly mammoths are making a comeback. So what? here's what they're doing. You know, you can clone anything now except for people. And even that you could probably clone a person, but we haven't crossed into that. But we've cloned sheep and uh, Barbara Streisand oh, recently ooh. famously cloned her dogs do, you, do we know about this? No. Yeah. yeah, Barbara Streisand like got her favorite dog that recently died cloned, and now she has three of them. What? So there's a picture of her <laughs> oh, no. with three dogs that look exactly the same, and they are all clones of her dog. No, Whoa. no, no, no. That she loved. I the think weirdest. actually probably that that's insane. just the end of the slice because uh, be,
0: like, because of that, knowing that how those dogs were created, how many of those, how many of the two of the three are pure evil. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it's actually cloning in animals is a really common practice. So for um, I think it's pol- like a really famous uh, horse that like a polo player has. They have cloned. I saw this on real sports. They cloned that horse over and over and over again. And this guy, they showed a stable and he's like, yeah, every single one of these horses is a clone of my favorite horse. And so right. like the cloning of animals in order to just create more That's of the animal so you crazy. like so here's what's happening now. Normally, though, you've got to have the animal in order to clone it. So you can't just clone, like, for instance, you can't just create something out of thin air like a dinosaur. Uh, not yet, though. We've all seen the documentary Jurassic Park, and we know it's coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to that end,
3: a, uh, a, they have extracted the DNA from woolly mammoths and they are using that DNA to mix it with an, like an African, an Asian elephant. And they are creating, they are in the process of creating like a hybrid Asian elephant woolly mammoth that they say will basically look like a woolly mammoth. And if that isn't just brilliant enough, what they're going brilliant. to Brilliant. That's the word we're going with. What did I say? Brilliant. 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 No, yeah. it's as good. It's as perfect an idea because again, <gasps> what, could what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Right.
4: They <laughs> to are,
0: stay on theme. Right. Jesse,
2: are, this is why the, the backpacks are getting invented because we all need to be able to get away quickly.
0: Yeah. But, but here's my question before you go any go, further. There, go. I feel like they went the most boring route possible. Like if they're going to clone, they're going to, because they, they got to mix it with something, right? The DNA from the woolly mammoth. So they chose, why chose an animal that basically looks just like a woolly mammoth? Without hair, right? Why not? Yeah. If you're like, hey, we listen. In order for this to work, we got to mix it with another animal. Why not, like, Hamster. mix it with an owl or a tiger or right. something, where just a whole new cool animal we've never seen before? Let's <laughs> let's see, see what. Hey, I've been to the Smithsonian. They got a big woolly mammoth right when you walk in the door. I've never seen, uh, y- y- like I said, a, 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 a woolly mammoth fish hybrid. That would have been cool. <laughs>
2: It's a big, hairy fish.
3: So what they're going to do is... Delicious. And I can't find where it is right now, but they are going to make a woolly mammoth park. So they're going to begin cloning these things. What? Yeah. And they're going to make a... So a Jurassic be- Park. That you can I go... I mean, this is
4: literally Jurassic Park. We've seen the yeah, end of this. It's like... As, it's It's exactly...
3: So they're going to make a park with... And you'll be able to go and visit and see these woolly mammoth Asian elephant hybrids. And again... What could go wrong? Just, we're all riding around the park, and I'm sure that they uh, won't develop an intelligence and try to kill idea. you, et cetera, I mean, et cetera.
2: Like, haven't we learned anything from Monkey Island
0: in Tampa? Yeah. I, I mean, escape. like, life finds a way. Life. life. Yeah, like they get off the island. There was I mean, literally, I was reading a story, I almost brought it, but there was a bunch of baboons that got out of a, a, a like a zoo thing in Texas this week. They found them, but they were gone for like a day. <laughs> You're creating dinosaurs? Yeah. You know? Like the worst thing, like baboons are going to cause some mischief, but I'm not worried about the safety of the city. I'm, r- I'm worried about mammoth. the plot of the film Rampage unfolding.
2: A newly created woolly mammoth is going to, you know, going to want to see the, the bigger world. I mean, didn't we learn yeah. anything from the Madagascar movies. Right. You know, the, the animals want to get out of the pens. They want to go back to their homeland. The woolly mammoths mm-hmm. don't have one. They're going to look everywhere. They're going to rampage the world. They're going to I don't wait. Like wait, it.
4: Are we? I mean, are talking like they're fast moving like the dinosaurs because mm-hmm. I, I, no I would idea. imagine well, we that don't they know. will not rampage as much as they will How just you, I mean, strong, char- charging elephants. I mean,
2: yeah. they, they pummel people.
3: Oh, hey, okay. I got a really uh, and I forget if I've asked this before, but this is a really morbid question, but it feels like somebody on this show will know Okay. When an elephant Guessing. dies at the zoo. Yeah. What do you do with it? What do you do with slice it up? Right there? Oh no, my what?
4: gosh.
2: Burgers. A crane?
4: Burgers. You
0: can't slice it. How do you How do you The only ethical way you're ever going to be able Why? to eat elephant meat right. is yeah. if one dies at the zoo. Because at that point, <laughs> right. it's already dead. And, and that's actually, yeah.
3: But I mean, really, really, really. What do you do? What do you do? What is, what do, you do?
4: With an animal. I mean, that's that true size? for any animal that th- is of a large size. I
2: think they would but have I mean, tigers, cremation can- facilities at any reputable zoo that they can just drag it into there and burn it up. That is so a yeah, one, big you know, cremation that, that, facility.
0: Yeah, one time I was driving uh, and I got turned around behind a zoo and there was an elephant in the dumpster. I was like, oh, so
1: that's <gasps> what the <this gasps> <thing> is. <laughs> <laughs> but I have always,
3: always been curious about that because you, you can't even move that thing to a better location in order to dispose of it I guess properly like it wherever it dies is where up. you got to deal with this.
2: I think that the, they I, do the the slow death. I think that the, they know it's coming and they're going to take it out and probably put it down like a vet.
5: Yeah, I, I, really don't, I know. don't know. I, I mean like I how, I've
2: never, I've never thought about such keel thing. keel over. Uh, rarely, I would think that I mean, but kinda...
4: they have to have a keel over plan.
3: That should be a nice. That but would it, be a nice question. Probably, what I I they just, this, if elephants. I was at the
0: zoo and I knew if I knew <laughs> the elephant was close right. to to going. Yeah. and This is a morbid topic, but I'm just trying to put myself right. in that right. scenario because right. you yeah. put me here. We're talking about zoology again. I would. The I would, would, I would donate mm-hmm. the elephant to another zoo and not tell them it had like a chronic health problem. Yeah. And yeah. was terminally ill, and then I'd be like, not my problem anymore. Yeah. Not my elephant. They
2: said they send flatbed. You load that thing up. It's not your problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same yeah. thing. Good
3: luck. He's getting They had yeah, a whale. He's, he's they a had goner. A, they had a killer whale like a uh, Shamul kind of whale die yeah. at SeaWorld recently again. Slice it up, but you can't bring that thing. Oh you can't you can't get that no only part a crane. of this animal. A crane. Go to waste. Yeah,
2: so again, what, but think happens? about SeaWorld. They transport these animals. They have those uh, that equipment all right, well, then
3: I'm back to elephant because elephants got to walk in and walk out. There's- yeah, no, an elephant. That's
2: right. I think. But again, I think an elephant's going to die of old age. So they said they know it's coming for a while or health issues. They know it's coming for a while. And I think they probably vet vet the thing and they they stick the needle in there and
3: <laughs> take care of them when they're ready you know? Wow. At like the Grand Canyon or something. Like somewhere where they can just kind of peacefully yeah, they, follow it. For it. A you walk. think
4: they can just like <laughs> launch him into the Grand Canyon and that's considered a good so You're thinking,
3: <laughs> thinking they old, old yeller it. They just let it mm. out to go to the pasture. Yeah. Go back yeah. into the
4: woods and from the, where you just came. The like last thing you hear is a gunshot. That Jesse talked about on an elephant and send him over the edge of the Grand Canyon.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I think we got to the
0: bottom of it. I'm yeah, sure. I think we
4: figured out what we do with every, elephants across the nation. They, just get they, thrown they go into down to the, down
0: the area train area. yard, put them on the back of one. They don't know where it goes. You know, out to Kalamazoo. They don't yeah. know. Ah, they just picked I picked a train if, car and floated them
2: all. Cohen's there. toddler Goodnight books taught me anything. Yep. That every train has one of those things with no roof on it, and the elephants mm-hmm. go in that one. No problem. Yeah. You're You're right. Piles right. of elephants.
3: It's just an elephant train <laughs> that goes around the country and picking they, up. They pick
2: <laughs> them up all the sick and old. It
0: never. Yeah, and literally they just drive till there's <laughs> no more elephants. Let nature take its course. It's, it's like the garbage a, truck it's a ride to nowhere. The garbage just... truck
2: going around the neighborhood. They pick up the trash. <laughs> they pick up the sick and old elephants, and yeah. then drive it to the Grand Canyon. You never hear from them again.
4: And this oh is, man, you guys can't do this to me because I already weird. am this really focused weird, on man, our Elam research. Weird. You can't give me another topic. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom
0: of. Well, well
3: somebody's got it. Somebody has got to be a. We've got to have a zoologist or somebody listening to the show that can tell a us cryptozoologist. Tell us the real answer. What happens when the elephant dies? What do you do with it? You. They put it down and incinerate it. You can't yeah. set it on fire in the middle of the elephant pit. No, you do it at yeah, night when the, f- the families smoke, have gone. People home. would know
4: you're burning elephants.
2: No, they would it would <laughs> your whole city would smell like a barbecue. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, it would oh, smell it's like ridden. some, yeah. Oh my God.
4: Which is proof they're not doing it because there's a zoo down the street. From, well, I guess I know if an elephant yeah. had died. You're right. May, that may be what
0: happens.
3: All of a sudden, there's just like little pop-up pop-up restaurants everywhere <laughs> called
0: Pachyderms. Hey, oh. hey, did you see there's a bunch of new food trucks yeah. over by the zoo?
3: The, the, <laughs> yeah, the Pachyderm truck is back. It's funny. We haven't seen it in like two years. Exotic.
0: love, love, Delicious. love their ravioli. Oh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. A little gamey. A little gamey. And
3: <laughs> it tastes kind of old. Get shirt if
2: eat one of the
0: burgers.
3: I feel oh, sad yeah. when I eat <laughs> this. Like, yeah, good job, Chandler.
2: Go what did Chandler now. say? Oh, he he said you get a t shirt if you eat one of the burgers. Well, Chandler. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow. Don't
3: edit that out. All that right. was a fine joke.
2: <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, on that uh, note, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Matt Chandler joins us. <laughs>
1: Crazy now, crazy now, Don't dance, Don't dance,
2: you're listening to unknown mortal orchestra the song is everyone acts crazy nowadays this week's show is brought to you by Blue Apron. Yes! The number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, they're on a mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron offers fresh, non-GMO, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes
0: right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. I no, I will say this I've made I've made a bunch of Blue Apron meals and even for someone who is terrible at most instruction based things it's I, I could I could pull it off in a, in a reasonable amount of time they're very good they're they very just, good at, at packing those
3: yeah at this point they just send Jesse the special gummy bears and a hot pockets box the, <laughs> menu, the,
2: the Blue Apron menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in house culinary team and now for six weeks from April 16th through May 21st going on right now blue apron is teaming with airbnb to bring you the best home cooking from around the world each week their menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with an airbnb experiences host like Cece, a chef from shanghai who makes incredible kung pao chicken wow yeah whoa that's cool so six six weeks it's going on so go check it out you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com relevant blue apron a better way to cook Matt Chandler is the pastor of Texas's The Village Church and the author of the brand new book, Take Heart, Christian Courage in an Age of Unbelief, which looks at why the decline of Christendom might not actually be a bad thing. We recently spoke with Matt about why Christians shouldn't be discouraged about the adversity facing the church, how to respond to cultural opposition to faith, and also why churches need to be more involved in fighting racial injustice. Here is our conversation with Matt Chandler.
0: Why did you want to write Take Heart? Can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind your new book?
5: Well, there were there were two things that happened simultaneously. The the first was that the Acts twenty nine European conference was in Rome, um, and so I had flown to Rome. Um, and one of the things that occurred while we were in Rome is after the conference, I did kind of the touristy stuff as you would expect, and. Uh, I think I paid 20 euros or something like that to walk through the ruins of the Colosseum. Um, And so it struck me while I was walking through the Colosseum or the ruins of the Colosseum that, that Rome, you know, the most powerful empire the world's probably seen, you know, ruled the world from India to England for 1500 years. I mean, just to put that into context, if you start to think about how old the United States is, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's in diapers compared to the Roman Empire. And, um, and this was an empire that for a season set its power and authority uh, to destroy the Christian faith. And, and here I am all these years later, um, paying money as a Christian pastor from across an ocean, uh, you know, from a land that they wouldn't even realize existed. Um walking through its ruins, and so I had fresh in my mind the staying power of the gospel over the empires of man. Um, and then I arrived home to it, it was that season in which, you know, does a does a baker have to make a cake for... A gay wedding does, and wherever people landed on that, there was a real sense, uh, and, and I'm not speaking of evangelicalism, there was a real sense among the people that I was pastoring that we were losing ground, that the rapid rise of secularization was destroying our way of life, that more quickly than we imagined, we were being pushed to the margins and and so people were responding to that fear in a variety of different ways and and I wanted to help the village and then help by by however, however god had positioned me in the greater story or the greater picture of faith in the west i wanted to help us think about this season in a way that was more in tune with the god of the bible than Uh, what we were seeing simply in our day, and that was to call us to Christian courage. And so really, I didn't want us to live in fear, uh, but wanted to try to help cultivate courage that could only be found not in staring at ourselves or our immediate time in history, but rather in the immutability of the God of the Bible or the unchanging power of God's purposes and plans. And so that was really the heart of the book.
0: Historically, what do we see when the church comes under attack?
5: Yeah, most of the time. So there's a couple of things that I don't want to be overly triumphalistic because you see historically when the church is forced to the margins, a loss of institutional power. And that that is more problematic than I think people realize because you're talking about institutions of higher education. You're talking about access to some things that we've had um throughout American history that we might be on the cusp of losing. Um, But other than institutional power, I think you've seen the church thrive in in some ways that most people don't think. You you see the evaporation of what I think Tim Keller called the mushy middle um, and, and a revitalization of genuine, legitimate faith. Um, and and so if we look at the early church, if we look at places like China, that all the missionaries were kicked out of China during the revolution, um, and then Christianity exploded in China. Um, and so you see the church in the margins tends to thrive, move, grow. It innovates. It problem-solves and um really beautiful things can happen it tends to undermine the hostility of empires when it's in the margins in a way that it doesn't seem to be able to do when it sits in the seat of cultural power
0: i want to shift gears here for a second and talk about the recent mlk50 event you know we shared a lot of uh Some of the things that you said with our readers and and some video clips from the event that uh, you spoke at, and it really resonated. Um, And one of the things I kind of want to dig into is how you said that when uh, many times when you address justice issues from the pulpit, there are people who accuse you of being quote unquote liberal. Um, I think, you know, particularly in the context of race and uh, the importance for the church to address race issues, um, you know, there is a surprising sometimes blowback um, from some people within the church. Yeah, How do you think this kind of partisanship and opposition to discussing racial issues became so prominent within the church and how can it be properly addressed?
5: Yeah, well, I, I think we address it by addressing it, <laughs> you know, I, and that was part of my point at MLK 50 is we have got to say something here. Uh, and once you say something and, and we've seen it since the conference, things start coming into the light that maybe were hidden and and some of that is ignorance or misunderstanding, and now we have the opportunity to address that because now it's in the light. And and some of it is blatant sinfulness that needs to be called sin, uh, and and you get the opportunity to call people to repent of what would clearly be defined as sin in the Bible. Um, now, I think the reason why the accusation of being a liberal happens around social issues in particular it is really rooted in Christian history. Um, it, and and because people tend to want to be theological in 2018, uh, they want to take the posture that doctrine divides rather than unifies, and because we tend to be ignorant of Christian history... Um, these things surprise us. But if we look at like Walter Rauschenbusch and the social gospel movement, what what we see happening historically is when the church starts to focus on social issues outside of the atoning work of Jesus Christ, then, then what happens is the church will start to cut away what they see as the hindrances of people getting on board with the social movement so if the atoning work of jesus christ is an offense to accomplish racial harmony then let's get rid of the atoning work of jesus christ and simply make jesus's platform one of social embetterment. and that has happened on repeat uh so monsters have come through this door before Um, and and I would say ultimately sabotaged the hope of those that got involved in these movements. And so I think that by keeping these social aspects tied to the gospel and to the atoning work of Jesus Christ, we've got the best bet at actually seeing movement in these movements. And so, by showing that I'm I'm not a liberal, I'm tying these things to the teachings of Jesus Christ, I'm tying it to the finished work of Christ on the cross. Um, I think we've got the best chance to actually move the ball forward in our day and age. We've already seen now what happens when churches punt on sound doctrine to try to tackle these issues. It doesn't go anywhere. It certainly doesn't live past the movement itself. But but if these things truly are rooted in the gospel, like I would want to argue they are, then men, we've got a real shot at letting the gospel accomplish what the gospel was meant to accomplish, which according to Paul in Ephesians two is the breaking down of these walls of hostility. What we see in the book of Acts and Acts 13 is a church that is multi-ethnic and celebrating that multi-ethnicity. And so I think the hostility you're seeing is because historically, when these issues have been addressed, they've been addressed outside the framework of the gospel and have been instead made the gospel themselves. And that creates a ton of problems.
2: That was Matt Chandler. Make sure to check out his new book, Take Heart. You're listening to Amy Shark. The song is I Said Hi. Okay, it's time for your feedback. If, if you've been listening for the last couple months, uh, we've been starting out the feedback segment by uh, naming a listener of the week. You guys have been hitting us up on Twitter with three facts about yourself, three interesting facts. Jesse scrolls them, <laughs> researches them, and chooses his, his listener of the week or our listener of the week, I guess, every week. Uh, Jesse, tell me a little bit about who you selected this week and tell
0: me a couple of the facts before we bring them on okay so our guest this week is Ben Stroop and though he does not as any of his facts have any uh, controversial impressions for us he does have three fascinating things that he would like to discuss one is every car that he's owned has met a terrible demise um, oh gosh he was arrested and charged with criminal mischief as a minor for watching the destruction of a concrete goose uh, and finally so this is this is this is a man who I this is an out- we're talking to an outlaw here yeah. Yeah. And and this is, that. and he finally, he once went on a week-long trip to Mexico just to prove someone wrong. Ben, welcome, welcome to the show. We got to hear to about this. Yeah. Well, hey,
6: hey, good morning, guys. Uh, ben, ben uh, where are you calling us from today? I'm from the the city of Maysville, Kentucky. M- uh, Maysville. Oh. Uh, is there a lot of corn there? Uh, yeah, probably. More cows than anything. Are we, are really. we talking
3: Eastern <gasps> Kentucky?
6: yes sir yes sir oh you just eddie's fine it's fine yeah you know you're
3: being polite because <laughs> you're southern but it's okay, it's okay. Ben, how okay. do we know each other i feel like we have had some like actual interaction at some did, point did you ever invite eddie to play racquetball yes you do this every week Eddie. <laughs> i know i but i know ben from somewhere ben how do we know each other
6: uh, we're just we're twitter friends and we we tweet that's i mean i think that's it mm, so. no racquetball interesting, no racquetball. interesting. Uh, what
2: do you do there in maysville kentucky Please tell me you uh, work I'm at a, a zoo, because we have a question
6: for you. Yeah,
3: we need... Do you know how... <laughs> go ahead, Ben.
4: Wait, I'm, let him answer. Let him answer what he does, and then we'll ask him the zoo what, question. What,
3: what's your church job?
6: Uh, stop. <laughs> I am a pastor, actually. Uh, <laughs> well
3: you can tell by the voice. It's just like, that is a voice of a good person, That
0: is someone who... a
4: pastor will have our answer, our zoo question answer.
0: Ben, okay, Ben, when an elephant, um, sadly... Uh, passes or, or gladly, like at a zoo. The 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 zoo. Maybe uh-huh. it's maybe it was a, a bad elephant. Maybe people are glad it died. But right. if an elephant dies at a zoo, <laughs> what do they do with the body? We need to know. Do you have any idea? <laughs>
3: because Ben, <laughs> as you think about this, you got to know. I mean. You can't move that thing. You can't.
0: Yeah. No, no, don't
4: give him. Don't feed him anything, Ben. Just tell us what happens to the body of a dead elephant at a zoo.
0: One reason we're so curious, Ben, is one of us may or may not have the dead body of an elephant on our so hands. <laughs> please, and ben, just, know that you Chandler, are him just know that Matt Chandler did not yes, have can. a good answer. Yeah, Ben, where are you <laughs> at with him?
6: I, I think it's cremation is going to be my guess. You're just going to incinerate that thing. I, hold there's, on, there's, a good there's no way you
2: Eddie, it. Eddie's point being. How? Too too big how? and how? how do you move it
3: do you, do you have to cut it <laughs> in
6: that is that's how you eat an elephant as one bite at a time so i guess that's how then, you there you go bear, ben you answered correctly that's answer. right
3: ben you you shall pass let's
6: continue all right we actually
0: don't know <laughs> all right ben every car you've owned has met a terrible demise uh uh i one was totaled which i am sad to hear about it, but one was stolen out of your driveway tell me about the terrible demises of your vehicles
6: yeah, so the first one was totaled. I was at a dead stop um, on a busy road here, and someone rear-ended me going sixty-five miles an hour. Whoa. And got, yeah. yeah, yeah, got me a, a helicopter ride and a couple days in the hospital. So that oh, was exciting. Millions yeah. and millions of dollars. Yeah. Ben, that's, that's actually so fast that's really scary, Ben. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. The second I have one no he hit an of it, so
1: it's and, cool and he me. died, but <laughs> <laughs> did not get to see how <laughs> they got. <laughs> right there, so, oh my
6: god, <laughs> <Bummer>. um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my second car, the car that I bought to replace that one, nice. I. Uh, well, it's a small town, Maysville. It's a quaint little Mayberry looking type town. And um, I leave my keys in my car. I used to. And one night someone was going through cars looking for loose change and found the keys instead and stole my car. And the police had been looking for it for four months, never found it. So, you know, wow. it happens. So I've yeah. had a car totaled and stolen. So do, how
0: are you getting around now?
6: Well, I I bought a new car about two weeks after the old one got stolen. So this car mm-hmm. will meet its demise in some weird way. I'm sure of it. But
2: if the oh, Andy Griffith show taught us anything, there's there's no crime in Mayberry. Like, like this is shocking.
6: You, you would have thought. You would have thought. Ben, what church are you at? Uh, it's called Highland Christian Church. Okay, oh. so Eddie
2: has texted me a one dollar bet about the de- about the denomination of your church.
6: What is it? <laughs> What is it? Um, Well, non-denominational. Oh! Oh. Annie wins. Annie Annie wins. Annie
4: Downs wins that bet. I heard non-denominational. First minute you were on,
3: I can tell that that guy just lets anything go in his church.
1: <laughs> they got pallet walls, they got guitars, they got rips in their jeans. You want to get I baptized?
3: Fine. You want to get dedicated? Who cares? Whatever you want. <laughs> we, we can have anything you want for communion. of next?
0: Ben, I'm glad you had a, a job as a pastor. I'm assuming your your criminal record was expunged because your second oh. fact is that you were arrested and charged with criminal mischief as a minor. For watching the destruction of a concrete goose, we got it. Yeah, what's the story here, man? tell us about
6: this. <laughs> I was in middle school, and was really popular. And so um, my friends decided, even though the beginning of the show says that they don't take home submissions, we decided that we are going to try and be on it. 100%. And um, we ran around my neighborhood.
0: It literally says we don't not even open them. We throw them right in the garbage. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
6: yeah. there's a will, there's a
2: way, Jesse. Thousands we, of we were school hopeful. kids.
6: And uh, so we did a couple different things, you know, like the old pulling the invisible rope across the across the road kind of thing, and stuffing things and just people's the mailboxes. stuff they're looking for. <laughs> 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 but then we decided that they weren't they weren't daring enough. So, one of my friends tied a rope around. This lady's concrete goose lawn ornament and drug it around the cul-de-sac there, and um, you know we decided that still wasn't enough. So then he took it and went back on her front porch and smashed it against her front porch, and that's when we saw her looking in the window, pointing Jeez, at man. us on the phone, calling the cops. Oh wow! Oh
1: my gosh! Wow! Yeah, no it's
6: really dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Straight up vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened to your friend that
2: did that? Yeah. Really. Like, did yeah. He, uh, He's oh, the worship pastor. We all went to the yeah, worship and,
6: and got to go to court and all kinds of really exciting stuff for an. Does grader, so. man,
2: does your current <laughs> congregation know about your criminal past? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: I've told that story from the stage probably five times so yeah they're yeah,
2: all sick of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. one really
6: time bad. when I got arrested you know they're all like live a real life man
3: yes he said stage <laughs> and not pulpit I, sh- I, yeah. I should have waited on my bed
0: oh, I've done two things I've done two things bad in my life oh, yeah, one get... was destroying a concrete goose the other was I killed an elephant just to see what they did with the body and I feel equally bad <laughs> mm, that's terrible Okay, you once went on a week-long trip to Mexico to prove somebody wrong. <laughs> How did that prove somebody wrong? Which
4: feels pretty true to you now that we know more of you, Ben. He that was escaping.
3: Right. He was escaping the rap from the goose incident.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's on the lamb, as they say.
6: No, it wasn't all that long ago that I uh, shared an article about some of the dangers. And this has got to be careful because uh, you know this is like. More people are gonna to listen to this than ever hear me talk or follow me on Twitter. No, so, don't say that then. Um, don't say that. <laughs> no, it's it's but um <laughs> one of the articles was about, you know, some of the dangers of some setups of short term mission trips. And I and I kind of just half-heartedly tweeted it and said, Yeah, there's some some hug and orphan change your profile picture trips that are just bad news and you know, not really helpful to the kingdom. Well I'll, call I'll call it out. Hot
1: take this wow. wow. Coming in hot.
6: Benjamin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, I should have thought it through because one of the missionaries that my church supports, <laughs> um, he actually uh, leads short term mission trips oh, as part of his oh, as part of his wah, job. Wah, yeah. <laughs> and so he said, I think you're wrong about this. And so in typical online fashion, I said, You'll have to prove it. And so he helped me fundraise and I went to Mexico with him on a short term mission trip.
1: Wow. Was it? Was oh, it, well, I mean, there you
6: go. Did it prove you put know, me wrong? It was.
0: Did you change I, your profile pick? I was pic?
6: partly right, and he was partly right. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that's so, the question did, did you change your profile, profile? pick? It's the When Helping Hurts <laughs>
3: thing, right? It's that book, When Helping Hurts. It's like you got to, there's, there, it's, you can be seen both ways.
6: Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of kind of the conclusion I came to was, you know, there are ways to do it right and there are ways to do it wrong. Oh so man. He's man. one of the ones that does it right. And so. you're you gonna go. get
3: so much heat from this. This is gonna <laughs> be it's just gonna this come is crashing
6: gonna override down. Yeah. Yeah. I like it yeah. that you're your
0: money where your mouth is, though. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I
6: appreciate about that. <laughs> Other oh, yeah. 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 people's money I send Let's, out fundraising letters. I like it. All right. Well, Ben, thanks for uh,
2: joining us, listener of the week. He's a good yeah. he's a good dude, Ben, You're a good man. He's solid Kentucky. Outstanding <laughs> Up, citizen. Other than yeah. the vandalism, sermon
6: prep coming okay. <laughs> I'm actually not preaching this week, so nice. I'm them- oh, uh, we yeah. off. Wow. wow,
3: well done. you we get the how we're- big of a church is there in you Maysfield?
6: The youth Maysville. director. <laughs> no, um, actually, another missionary that we supports coming in. So oh we're, boy. he's coming in. Oh, to- you know those missionaries. What's the missionary's
0: profile pick? <laughs> yeah. Right, right.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good luck with that
3: one. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh!
3: You have to have a little luncheon for him afterwards, probably. <laughs> All (laughs) right. All right. Thanks for joining us. Bye, Ben. Thanks,
4: Ben. Bye, Ben. Thanks, buddy. Bye, guys. I just love this segment. All right. Well, this is my favorite. Moving the show
2: along. uh, It is time for your feedback. Last week, our question of the week uh, was asking you for your best or funniest endurance race story. You guys did not disappoint. Uh, It was in light of uh, the very difficult conversation that we had about me Listen. and probably Jesse, uh, doing the hood to coast race this oh August. Jesse downgraded
4: to a probably,
2: well, I mean, I, I haven't seen him sign up, but I'm just saying like he gave his I'm word plan, I'm planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. He gave his word, uh, to, to run. I haven't run more than a mile in my life and I'm, and I'm going all in, I'm doing this burn hot and fast. And, uh, and they're basically telling me I can't do it. So we want to know your best or funniest endurance race, uh, stories you guys hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast you also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com.
0: here's a few of our favorites so i hesitated to read this one because i you know i saw first off i should say someone i i, I gotta find it but someone said i'm right it does a mind over matter thing but logan's has gives me a little caution five years ago he signed up for a tough mutter whose slogan is the world's uh, the the world's toughest race yeah um Uh, he did it with some work friends knowing that it wasn't until September and he had, he signed up in January knowing that it wasn't until September that he had time to train. That is a long time to train, right? I mean, it's nine months you have there. Uh, the race was 12 miles with 20 to 30 obstacles. Um, and, uh, but during his training, he only got up to three miles and could only do a couple of pushups. So, uh, it was a long, it was a long nine months, uh, but the day had come and he, he had, he knew what he had to do. Um, he did finish in about three and a half hours. Unfortunately, the next day he went to the emergency room with a partially collapsed lung. Oh, wow. wow.
1: Oh, wow. no.
0: All it says, you got to take training serious. You got nine months, man. You know? Wow. Wow. Now, I am, I am
2: scared. I am scared about the air thing uh, because yes. the altitude difference. Mount, you know, Orlando's sea level and Mount Hood is is 11,000, 11,000 feet. Somebody pointed out on Twitter. I, as a high school athlete and stuff, had uh, bronchial <clears> asthma. <throat> I had a little inhaler with me all the time.
1: Nerd. Sorry, I'm and, so uh, sorry. I, mean, like, <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> not,
2: <laughs> not like during the day, but like when I'd play sports, I had to have one. It was a, little, ref- it was a re-
3: puff. I know his reflex. And I'm, I'm so going wait a an altitude
2: <laughs> out of shape. Right now,
3: it's going to be bad. Yeah. Oh. I okay,
4: think
1: listen, you're going to be fine,
3: Cameron. You're going to do great. great. No, stop it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I'm going to read you Tate Randall's because Tate and I are speaking the same language here. Like Cameron, I'd only run a mile or two in my life when, he de- when I decided to run a Minneapolis marathon, is what he says. And a week before the marathon, the race canceled. And so he just planned to do one on his own just so he'd already raised the money. With 200 yards left, Cameron, I want you to hear this. The man collapsed from heat exhaustion, which led to liver failure, kidney failure, some brain problems, and what the doctors called, in quotes, a heart attack. Cameron, do you know what was playing in his ears when he fell to the ground? The relevant podcast.
1: No <laughs> oh, man. All of a sudden, we just oh kind
2: of slip God. into like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, last the last words, words yeah, I think are last of the words somebody uh, is uh, us like joking much. about dead elephants. Yeah. like My but, life has culminated in this moment. That's um, what,
4: That's what happens if you don't train. Cameron, I'm so on your team. Period. I'm so on your team about you doing this if you will really, really train.
0: No, yeah, yeah I will. And bring your inhaler. I, I yeah, I will. <laughs> so, so for okay, Josh Hughes is a is a is a former college athlete and is an ultra marathon runner. Okay, oh, no. he does like 50 mile races, and oh, wow. he says this is how he starts off. Jesse is 100% correct. Mind over matter. He did add slash training, but I don't even believe that part. Right. Keep reading, Just push your body. It'll be fine. (laughs) Here's his story. Here's his story. He met a girl on a dating app, uh, and she was a very Mm -hmm. accomplished runner, too. First date goes great, Mm -hmm. right? She has a race coming up. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it with her. But he, he decided like a week before, but he was kind of into the girl. So he's like, I'm going to do it with her. He, he's, he's an ultra marathon runner, but he didn't have a lot of time to train for this specific thing. The race is 35 miles long. Uh, and he, he, they wanted to run it together, you know? So up until like the last, uh, 10 miles, they're, they're sticking together, which that's still pretty far. Yeah. At that point with 10 miles left, she leaves him in the dust and finishes first. He's pushing himself. He can barely walk the next day. He says, after that, he's never heard from her again. Totally ghosted. Like oh, just took off with 10 miles left and never heard from her again. Like, just have ghosted. Have we ever
4: talked about ghosting? No. Oh, I have such a problem with people who ghost. I don't
0: think you should ghost. What do you mean?
2: Just because like it's a you, Like you're talking to somebody you like and then you just stop replying? Yeah. Because it's like awkward to address that you're
3: not interested or something?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think, uh, so for her to like run a race with him and then beat him in the race and then never say anything <laughs> again, just have.
3: Is, go- is ghosting limited to
0: uh, a, a dating kind of term? I, thought I don't ghost- think so. Yeah. because yeah, You can like-, like ghost the party or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
4: can ghost another friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: first time I heard it, someone said that like I had followed them online and then he called me out and was like, just got ghosted by Eddie, whatever. And I <gasps> didn't know what it meant. And I guess I did, but I just didn't remember knowing the person and I unfollowed you- him. I, but I, so I guess I did, but it was like a totally unintentional. And How I, do people know when people unfollow you? Like, do know. you look or are you, are you watching?
4: Yeah, for, that says a lot more about the person that got unfollowed yeah. than it does the person who did the deed. Yeah. yeah.
3: But anyhow, I felt really, really bad.
1: <laughs> I
4: promise I won't ever ghost you guys, whether I beat you in a race or not. That is a promise.
3: <laughs> I will ghost everybody, but I will just apologize yeah. later. Because what happens is like someone sends a text and I'm like, okay, I'll return it when I'm done driving or whatever. And then it's Yeah, I do one month from now. like That's it. Gone. Do you keep it as like unread like one? So
2: you like keep reminding yourself like there's one down there that I need to get back to. That's actually the
3: problem with me is that little uh, notification stuff drives me nuts. Uh So I like clear everything out real quick. then You're not going to remember. I know. It's it's my problem. I wish we could mark it as unread. I know. I wish it could just be like remind me in an hour or something no I'm like careful yeah. to like when the little preview comes up on my
2: screen like don't click don't read because I know I can't it. reply right now yeah. so I leave it unread you know yeah
4: and so then do you go through at the end of the day and read them all Cameron and respond
3: oh uh, weeks or months later maybe I I, oh, yeah. dis- I despise <laughs> all forms of communication so much that I yeah. will not one, read one time I
0: texted Cameron like when I was down there I was like hey you want to grab coffee before work literally six months later I just got no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, My friend Jason yeah. deletes oh. all his texts every night. He he deletes it once he's responded.
0: The, I think the worst thing is when you see the dots. Like, you know they're replying yeah, and, and, they they and, they yeah. and then they go away. And then it makes me very suspicious that they're going to tell me something very difficult. And they're like, nah, yes. now it's not the time. Every time I see yeah. the dots and they go away, I'm like, yeah, what what are they going to tell me? This is bad. This is yeah. only, this has got to be bad. An elephant died. That's what they're going to tell me. This is really bad. <laughs> this
2: is not good. They don't know what to do. They got a situation. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. They don't know how to tell me. They don't know how to tell me that they haven't, they have to dispose of an elephant body. You know, there's no delicate way to put this. I'm afraid.
4: <laughs> the, so they're just going to ghost you. And along with that elephant ghost,
0: yeah. <laughs> there's a
2: lot of, uh, there's a lot of other stories. Most of them are people on the side of the road keeled over. Yeah. Um, you know, Dude. best and funniest endurance race story. Maybe you know, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's n- nothing funny about no, it. No, that just sounds awful. Like it's, I think people were, really just. Incred- I think people were sending me like harrowing tales to yeah, like ju- scare me. This straight. is like
3: serious. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's it. Yeah.
4: They weren't. They weren't trying to scare you. They're just telling you the truth.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you the truth, too. You're Please. going to do great. Thank you. Everything's yeah. going to be oh, fine. My Ignorance is bliss. And I don't know, even think. I got to tell fine, you, you look pretty good. I wouldn't train that much. No, I would just, just get out there and go for it. Just oh, make like, sure there's a medic there. That's all. I'm yeah. sure there is. Nah, come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Medics are like for fine. the week. you be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about weird food challenges. Not the weirdest thing you've ever eaten but like if, have you ever entered a contest or got a Mm t-shirt for something you ate? Mm -hmm. We want to know about it. What was it? What were the circumstances and what happened afterwards? Yeah, right. This is going to be
4: like near second place to the conspiracy theories. I'm so excited about this. There's going to be a
2: lot of hospital stories you know like the, like the running like yeah nothing no, no like nothing like i felt great the next day yeah you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. no what what was it what were the circumstances who talked you into it yeah, all of yeah. that the, how did
3: you earn your shirt what country were you in et cetera? Et cetera. yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and you can post your longer stories on the podcast episode page at
3: relevantmagazine.com.
4: and send us your pictures too we can describe them send, if you have pictures in the t-shirt you won or with the food
3: Oh, we want yeah. to see them. Oh great. yeah, this is going to be live show feedback, game, right?
4: <gasps> oh my gosh, it's going to be live show feedback. Yeah. Oh,
2: so for Jesse, definitely send pictures. He'll yeah. just be <laughs> <several laughs> slide <laughs> a slideshow. People there are going to love it and put them up on video. the screen. Kind of point yeah, to them. Here, come. let me show, no let me tell deal. you
3: how Jesse's how Jesse's feedbacks going go on the show next yeah. week. Hey guys, look at this one. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> oh, right? This one's funny. Look look at, look at that.
4: Staying with the theme. Hey, you guys, what hey, could you guys go wrong? that segment was you're Nothing. butchering
2: it. You're butchering it. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jesse, do you have any tips for Miss Annie F. Downs? She's done a lot of live things. That's her job. She speaks all the time. More, but than, any, you, more than any of yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. Do you have any tips for Annie about
0: what to expect doing a yeah, live yeah. podcast with you, with people watching?
1: Be on your toes,
0: that's all I'll say. And (laughs) I don't mean it to sound ominous, but it is. (laughs) Be on (laughs) your toes.
3: And I'm going to say that whatever happens between Chandler and I, just don't get too close because it's like getting close to a dog's food.
1: Right? It's just going to bite back. Whatever happens, you
3: need to let us just... Figure it out and then come back in. Okay? Well, are, you, are you talking about the tickle fight again? That's what I'm saying. You don't get okay. close to the tickle fight. Tickled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my main thing is to, I, for people attending, if you get there a little early and you hear disturbing noises coming from the back, it's just my vocal warmups. For yeah. my <laughs> stuff, I, I do some very rough. elaborate vocal warmups yeah, and me, it sounds Carrie. terrifying and Hello. disturbing, Hello? but everything is fine. Everything Hello. is fine. Hello. This is going to be the most Hello. fun. Hello.
1: I cannot wait. Yeah,
0: Any tips for any yes. of the attendees, Jesse? Do you need to prepare theories. anybody?
3: Conspiracy theories. What, what to expect? I would, if you're planning
0: right. on sitting in the first three rows, flash uh, zone. Uh, goggles flash and tarps, zone. like yeah. you want to go galloping. It's like, it's like it Shamu's
2: from Zone. That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. uh,
3: don't you dare make eye contact with Mr. Strang. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, one right. of them,
3: they will not <laughs> respond kindly to that.
2: Uh, <laughs> do you want them to be prepared for anything? To bring anything? Do you guys have any requests for the
3: people coming? I mean, uh, like, oh, uh... Wow. Yeah, like gifts and stuff. You mean sure? Yeah, I mean uh, if anybody has any of those Lay's ketchup chips, we're gonna from be Canada. going.
2: Uh, the other thing too is we're gonna be going right <laughs> through lunch hour, blowing right through it. Eleven thirty a.m. to
3: do a pre-show snacky because I am gonna get.
2: That's it. what I'm saying. 11.30 a.m. to probably uh, one one
0: thirty. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna be hungry by the end. A little, little. I, I plan on eating a very, very heavy meal of something I've never eaten before. <laughs> pretty exotic before. Um,
3: I will say, uh, I will say, I'm a little quieter in person. I think I, people are always. Disappointed when they meet me in person. I'm a little quieter. I'll tell you this nobody's disappointed when they meet you. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: But I will also what? confirm Eddie, he was being nice to Thank all the people. You.
2: Eddie is an introvert yeah. and can turn it on, but yeah. he hits a wall. <laughs> right. And then you don't see him anymore. He <laughs> ghosts everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ghost myself. He goes, he's just gone.
3: Uh, so if Eddie's there for half the show or whatever, and all of a sudden I just sneak out. It's yeah. not you, it's me. Yeah.
4: Meanwhile, Annie F cannot get enough of the people.
3: Yeah, it is what I'll be there. Yeah, it's what stops the voices, fills the soul. I like
5: surrounding
2: <laughs> myself with extroverts cuz then I can hang out by the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. they can oh, work yeah. the
3: room. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and yeah. Then,
3: Your move during the live shows is you go and you're real busy. So you're just fluttering around but you're not right. actually talking or doing <laughs> Dude,
2: anything. When people come on tours, I do the same move. No, I know. I'm like, "Hey, yeah. but I got to I'm like going to a meeting sort of a thing." I'm like, "It's a don't break your stride."
3: And then they're like, Oh wow, there he yes. was, you know, but no,
2: and joking you know, aside, I want to
4: hug every person who shows up and oh, I cannot wait.
3: It will be fun to see everyone. I'm, I love the live shows more than anything. Yeah, this
0: yeah. is big, exciting. Big, long bear hugs for everyone. That's the <laughs> for <Bear. Sure. laughs> like,
3: yeah. And Chandler will be my bear hug. Uh, like he'll on behalf of me, like yeah. if you come you in for a carry, side hug, I'm just going to pull Chandler. You should quick. carry
2: Chandler around <laughs> in a baby <laughs> Bjorn. Uh,
3: um, a supreme <laughs> branded baby <laughs> Bjorn. <They probably> exists.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's probably, does. probably.
3: All right. Well, uh,
2: yeah. So that'll that'll do it. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Make sure to tune in to the live episode. It'll be streaming on Facebook at 11:30 a.m. Eastern time uh, next Friday. Uh, what is that, April 27th? If you're coming to Orlando, make sure to check out the info page on in the podcast section at relevantmagzine.com. It'll give you the deets. There's cool. no that's a there's, short there's, way there's, of saying details. Yeah, just trying to be efficient. <laughs> there's no charge to come, but let us know you're coming, please, so we can make sure there's room for everyone. Um, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. This My friend Jason's coming.
3: I just told you. Do I still have to respond online? Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing a
2: plus one.
1: <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs> but we need to know. Okay. I mean, what Is if like, we had seats for everybody industry? and then
2: Jason didn't have a chair? You know what
4: I mean? Jason can we seat. really want Jason yeah. to have a good seat.
2: Yeah. Jason's we front want and Jason in the
4: splash zone.
2: Definitely in the splash I mean, zone. The splash zone. <laughs> Jesse, if you don't bring something to justify a splash zone, I will be very. disappointed. I told you I'm
3: going to bring a watermelon and a giant mallet, and
2: <laughs> it's going to it's the height <laughs> of
0: comedy.
3: You know, I have explodes. seen that mallet. It is the before. height of comedy. That mallet is on display in Orlando. One of his one of what? his, really? his famous well. really? Believe it or not, or something. No, at a friends friends record like a, they have a video. I don't remember what it's called. Like some sort of studio thing. Yeah, and they that's what they're called. They brought a they he he left his big mallet. It's huge you, you can't even imagine how strong that guy must He's be
5: cool. to wield that. Have a bunch of it's like I mean, a brawny man yeah. kind of big yeah. old. big 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 yeah. big i mean what
4: do you mean when he i mean it looks huge it looks three feet long are you implying that it's significantly bigger it's, than it's
3: what we comically see comically large Eddie. but i'm how, saying like <laughs> it's a solid piece of wood and the the head on that thing is like a solid 18 inch just block of wood it's
0: heavy Heavy. I was going to say, Eddie, you're describing exactly how I think you look in
3: person.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: right.
3: When you see it in
1: person, you realize
2: this
3: guy has got to be, I mean, this thing's got to be 40
2: pounds. Hey, many thanks to this episode sponsors for making the show possible. Remember, uh, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com relevant. Also, thanks to hmm. Bright Peak. Go to go check out the love and money section at relevantmagazine.com. Uh tune in to the new uh, love and money podcast on iTunes. And, and make sure to uh, take their hack your debt challenge. You can sign up at brightpeak.com slash hack your debt. Well, there be people should eat before they come to the live show, right? Yeah, that was the thing. The, the is timing is unfortunate. Um, we just got to do. That. It we well, we got to do it in the morning because, in you know, I don't know. Well, number one, John Mark McMillan's schedule. Yeah, we got a lot of schedules. Yeah. So. We got we got yeah. a lot of things to come Hello, I'm
4: taking airplanes.
2: And and Annie, Annie, this isn't and all Annie's about you. Flying down, <laughs> yes and then it she, is. Uh, Don't you have to fly out in the mid afternoon? Yes. Yeah. See, so we had to do it Annie, then. Okay, settle down. 2018. So, so people, I would suggest bringing snacks. We will not have concession <laughs> stands. Yeah. No. No. So there bring we'll, snacks. Yeah. But our office is on top of a Seven Eleven, the downtown Seven, one of the downtown Seven Eleven, right down the street
3: from a wall Burger. Uh, and a Walgreens yeah. yes. is on our block. So what I'm saying is, get, get to get here, park at 10:30, go walk around, and get yourself a s- some snackies. That's right. Then yeah. get up here around 11:10. And if yeah, you bring,
4: bring us snackies, a burger, just a quick yeah. reminder, I'm dairy free. So just. Yeah. Wow. We, we it's provide, all about Annie for this. We, really provide,
2: we provide unlimited snackies for the staff, Annie. So you yeah, can, you get all the snackies oh, you does want, that me? Yeah. They're, oh, all milk
4: based,
0: They're all milk-based, unfortunately.
4: It is
5: all <laughs> pure
4: all
2: milk. We just, when people arrive in the morning, I just hand everybody a gallon of milk as yeah. they walk in. <laughs> there's a gallon of
5: milk <laughs> and
0: a milk pop I and made you, last night in the
2: freezer. And you, you can, and can always visit the cheese curds bowl. <laughs> yeah. We have those <laughs> out. It's delicious. Uh, and, and all Cadbury eggs. Mm. Uh, so one is a tarantula. Um, the joke egg. It's a, <joke> <laughs> <You> <laughs> a little, you never know, one one little you hairy. Yeah. But know. the same well, yeah. thing using a
4: spider. What yeah. could go wrong?
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks also to uh, our guests for joining us. Matt Chandler's new book is called Take Heart. It's out now. Go check it out. And uh, while you're checking stuff out online, head over to iTunes and if you like the show, leave a review. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Yeah, really. Just Who keep needs it that to kind to of negative feedback? Um, also, the the May issue of Relevant is at the printer right now. Uh, it's a packed issue. We're excited yeah. for you to see it. We'll tell you more about it in the next couple of weeks. But uh, if you go online to relevantmagazine.com right now, you can subscribe and there's a good deal going on. I, so.
0: I cannot wait for the new issue. This is what I'm really, really excited to talk about. I gave,
2: Sorry, I I gave a, little, a little leak on uh, my Instagram story. That. You saw, saw that. that? You
4: did do that.
2: Hey, how did yeah. you see it, Jesse? We don't know what your Instagram is. What's
0: your name? Oh, trust us. I, I don't have any I mean I'm Oof. on Instagram all the time, but I don't I don't post anything.
2: You have to log in as something. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know I'm oh. lo- I mean I'm oh, logged yeah. in. I'll tell you all right, well name tell name. Annie because she was asking me and I don't remember it because I, I, literally I just don't. always tag I, you I mean, as I'm Jesse Instagram Needs. Instagram all the time, that's how I tag you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a
0: I'm a i am am ai am ai just stalk. He's a lurker. You know? Yeah. He's I do lurk. I lurk all the time. But I did see your your your, your preview and um, interesting man, isn't he? Yeah. He's a very interesting <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, Got to stay show. on top of things. Got to be a no, Eddie. Yeah. Super. He
3: ghosts his whole life, his whole yeah. everything. It's
0: not really. Yeah. It's, he's it's there. Very, he's watching. It's but just you amazing. Can't see him. Yeah, it's really something. It is something. Well, you know, we're so Very lucky impressive.
4: to know a Jesse. There are so many people on the planet who don't get to know a Jesse. We're so lucky. Including
0: right. Jesse. You guys are, it's a real thrill for you every day.
2: It is. That was, <laughs> that was Counselor Eddie kicking in.
4: <laughs>
3: Jesse <laughs> doesn't even
2: know Jesse. No,
0: he's a stranger to himself. I'm, hey, Eddie, I know enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> there it's we're we're going to stop right there. There's a yeah.
0: locked container inside <laughs> that <right>. hole <laughs> yeah. of a heart. That's right.
3: Um, and also thanks to Ben who's not preaching this weekend, but I hope you have a nice off weekend.
2: (laughs) Oh, Hey, a friend of the show. Oh um, yeah. Uh, Seth Mac, M- Master Meyer he he runs <laughs> the, the stately shirt company that's he sent Meier. the staff a big box of cool shirts uh we've mentioned him on the show before he's he's a listener and uh does a cool
3: thing um that's not a paid endorsement that's just no, a they, thank you and they start and he, yeah we've talked about him because Squarespace he started his because right yes he heard about Squarespace from us and then started this great company and now we have a and bunch of really
2: cool shirts and it's the and they, like it's uh the shirts he sent the staff are the state the shape of the state of Florida but the word that makes the shape is Orlando and then it's like they're cool looking.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. And they're so cozy. Yep. Yay. So thank you very much. Thank On anyone. that note, we'll wrap okay, it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey.
4: I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you next week.
3: Live in person. You think Live. if it's a cold place, they let it freeze. The elephant freeze. If it's like in Minnesota or something, and then they're able to just slice it and remove it. Well, then oh, what okay. happens in the spring? That's
0: why you, you can't top. cut through a block right. of ice that big. Well, that's when it's more convenient. They move the zoo. They just move <laughs> the zoo.
4: <to> the <laughs> that's it. And with that,
0: We're here. we right know the answer. One of us may or may not have the dead body of an elephant on our hands.
6: Relevant Podcast Network.